Welcome to the 24th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host, and a man that just might be able to pull off the Jeremy Renner Hawkeye haircut, Adrian Pinter. General Kenobi, no I couldn't, because no one can. It's an awful haircut. I don't know, I think Jeremy Renner did it in Endgame. I'm, uh, I respectfully disagree with you. Well... Again, we agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. You know what? Look at us. Agreeing to disagree. We're starting this show off very, uh, very good. Very well. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. There's a lot of news this week. I know. Let's a just, tremendous amount. Let's let's get let's get into it. No small talk. Let's do the show corrections first. Okay, fine. For last yeah. week. Yeah. Do you have anything for show corrections for last week? I do indeed. I did what indeed. Did we get wrong last week, Adrian? So I mentioned that Anya Taylor Joy is my age. She's actually not. She's 24. Oh. She was born in 1996. Well, how old are you, Adrian? I'm 88. Um, oh, that makes sense. You got that off. You were off by quite a bit. I was indeed. I oh. was indeed. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Correction. Hey man, life. life. I think you I could have got that one a lot more, you know, correct. I failed. I failed everyone listening to this podcast. You sound younger than eighty-eight. I must say. I... What, what do you do? Do you do vocal exercises or? I mean, I'm not saying you look younger than eighty-eight, but you definitely sound it to the audience out there. Uh, I don't know, man. You're the doctor. How do you? How do you keep I'm a voice young? I'm actually not a doctor. Hmm. Agree to disagree on that one as well. Uh, okay. Uh, another thing I mentioned. I said uh, Queen's Gambit. Phenomenal show had hundred uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes with like over a hundred reviews. It was mm. actually about seventy. It's currently dropped down to ninety nine percent because there was one person that left a negative review. It's still in the seventy reviews. I see. So there's that. Gotcha. Respectfully disagree with that review. Queen's Gambit. Watched the first episode. Pretty good. Pretty good. Ooh, we're gonna get into that. Pretty maybe. good so far. It's fantastic. I really love it. I'm glad you're watching. It's just one episode though, so I'm not gonna talk too much about it today. I didn't yeah. put it in the notes here. I watched one episode of something as well that I'm not gonna talk too much about today. Oh. Mmm. Well, that's exciting. Uh, I failed to mention last week that Songbird came out, that uh, COVID-23 yes, movie. You forgot the most anticipated movie of 2020. And you know what? I probably shouldn't have even corrected that because no one should watch that shit. I'm sure it's garbage. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check real quick. What is Rotten Tomatoes? Songbird on Rotten Tomatoes? So while you're checking this, I'll give the audience a quick uh, update. You should watch the trailer for this. It's pretty wild. It's... Uh, Basically, COVID-19, it evolves. It evolves into COVID-23, and it becomes something even worse, because we really need that during this pandemic. That's the movie, what the movie is about, essentially, and it's uh, executive produced by the Boom Boom director himself. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. It's currently at a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes with 50 reviews. 12? Yeah. Oh, boy. It had some pretty good actors, though. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Bradley Whitford's in it. Actually. Yeah. Peter Stormare is in it. Yeah, true. It's ridiculous. And then this is kind of just a clarification, not really a mistake. We talked about both AMC, the channel, and AMC theaters last... Maybe we didn't talk about the AMC channel. We definitely talked about AMC theaters last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is just kind of a clarification because I didn't know this. I looked into it. AMC, the the network, the television network, and AMC theaters are two separate companies. Yeah. They are unrelated. True. So that's true. I, just, I wasn't sure about that, but I never actually looked it up, so... It's a it's an interesting thing to point out. We're Canadian, so these companies are both not Canadian. Mm-hmm. I've uh, we've actually have AMC theaters here in Canada as well. Have you ever been to an AMC theater in Canada? No, I didn't know we did have them. Here. There's not that many of them, 
but they're pretty nice actually they're pretty cool i like them it it seemed like for a while that they were going to be going head-to-head with Cineplex. I don't think they really won, though, because there's not many around. Again, I didn't even know they existed here in Canada. Yeah, they're they're not bad, I would say. But yeah, it's a good distinction to make. Yeah. AMC Theatres is different from the AMC Network that hosts, for instance, The Walking Dead mm-hmm. and Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, I hate that show. And The Walking Dead World Beyond. Yeah, The Walking Dead, it's a bunch of kids. That that show is not being well-rated as well. It's very popular. Oh, I forgot that was coming in, that had come out. Yeah, the first season's done. Oh, it's done. It's apparently not great. I read an article on it actually. So, I was like I was just curious. I was like, well, "How is this show? It's not reviewed well at all." Uh, let me just pull that up. But while I'm pulling that up, um, I read an article that the first five episodes of the show are genuinely terrible. Oh, good. Like, the article is like the first five episodes suck. Like, it's so slow. No, like, I don't care about any of these characters. It's just really not good. It's crazy. How... It's a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. Um, and That's then, the lowest. That might be the lowest rated season. 23% average audience score. Yikes. But the article then went on to say that, like, the last five episodes kind of redeemed the show. Oh, good. Um, how, like, they introduce some new interesting characters, and they add some, like, interesting plot twists that make it exciting to see what's going to happen next. Hmm. Because the point of this, the World Beyond show, is to lead into the Rick Grimes movies that they announced. Right, yeah. So they had two seasons, and then apparently it's supposed to lead directly into the Rick Grimes movie. And, uh, yeah, the article said that it's setting up some cool things, but it also did say that it might not be worth your time anyways. <laughs> so Great. it's one of those. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Or I will. I'm just hoping that the next season of The Walking Dead, the regular show, is good. Because this whole franchise seems to be going downhill fast. Am I wrong? I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Because it's a majority of the episodes they've been launching lately, or a few of the Walking Dead episodes, just because there wasn't Walking Dead content. Mm-hmm. But uh, Angela Kang, is that her name? The showrunner for... Season 9 and Season 10. She um... did a good job with the previous season so far, but I'm not sure what's going to end up happening. Because I, I just I, I do wonder the direction this whole franchise is going. I hope they can redeem redeem themselves in some way. I hope so too. I hope so too. Cool. On to the next correction. Uh, yeah, that's that's all for me. The next correction. We talked last week about the fact that Warner Brothers. This is big news. The biggest news from last week. Warner Brothers is launching all of their 2021 slate of movies on HBO Max simultaneously with theatrical releases. Yes. That, I, if I recall, was 17 movies, which is a lot. That's more than the number of months. Yeah. As we discussed as well. We did discuss that, yes. I was disappointed with this news. I think that it, it kind of signals the death of theaters in some way. But I didn't realize that the directors who made these 17 movies really weren't consulted with, like, Warner Brothers didn't approach them and say, hey, Denis Villeneuve, are you okay with us putting Dune, your your Dune. your biggest movie that you've ever made? Are you okay with us putting that on HBO Max simultaneously with a theatrical release? And apparently Denis Villeneuve was not consulted, and he was upset. He wrote a Variety article specifically about it. I was so surprised. I looked at the Variety article, and I'm like, this, this is... This guy's speaking in first person, and I look at the... And they're talking about Denis Villeneuve. It says in the title, Denis Villeneuve blasts the HBO Max deal. Mm-hmm. And I look at the, the author, and I'm like, this is Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve wrote this article. It's worth actually just taking a look at the article, if you if you have a moment. But Denis Villeneuve is not happy about this de- this deal at all. Uh, it's not less of a deal, actually. They just seem to decide this without talking or consulting with the directors involved. Patty Jenkins seemed to be okay with it. Christopher Nolan was not okay with it, but he doesn't really... I mean, he doesn't care as much because he's got less skin in the game. Because mm-hmm. his, his movie, Tenet, already Tenet, released yeah. last year... So he's, or this year, I should say, 2020, recently. 
So he doesn't have to worry about that. But yeah, it's interesting. A lot of these directors are not happy with this at all. Mm -hmm. And Villeneuve is like at the top of that list. We also talked about last week, we had seen Dune, the trailer. Dune. The trailer for Dune. When we saw Tenet. Tenet, yeah. Yeah, so when we watched Tenet, uh, we saw the trailer twice. And in both times, uh, at the end of the trailer, it says, coming only to theaters or something along that, that vein. Only in theaters. Only in theaters, right. And so that's now not true. So, they lied to us in the trailer. So I don't think he did lie to us because Daniel Villeneuve probably decided on the wording in that. And he does have a passion for making sure that things come to theaters specifically. And I guess he was betrayed, which is quite crazy. I don't know what's going to happen with this. Like Warner Media, they made it sound like, oh, we're doing something great for theaters because this is how it is now. Oh, look at us. But Shut really, up, Warner Media. They should have just done this movie by movie. They just tried to build up their HBO Max branding because HBO Max really was a failure. Daniel Villeneuve actually calls them out as like a failure. They're failing streaming service because they launched badly. They launched badly because they gave away Harry Potter and did a bunch of weird things. Like they've made really strange moves. This is a good move for the streaming service, certainly, but it's just not great for theaters at all. So again, I'm wondering if this would, I mean, will anything change? Will they change their course? Daniel Villeneuve is seemingly calling on Warner Brothers to change their decision to go back on it. I don't think it's going to happen. What do you think? Uh, I don't know, man. That's a good question. I would like them to go back on it. It would be interesting. I don't think they will, though. Yeah. I think if you if you do that, it sets a precedent that directors can just, not necessarily bully, but uh, be vocal enough to change a big corporation's decision. Which, in my opinion, I mean, like, like Denis Villeneuve made that movie. It's his. I know it was funded by Warner Media, but still his. I feel like he should have the final say. Yeah, he was calling it his will. best movie, I think he was saying. It's his biggest his best his, movie? His greatest movie That's so crazy. Far. I can't wait. I can't it's wait It's got a that. crazy cast. Like, the last movie he made, 2049, Blade Runner 2049. One of my favorite movies of all time. He's amazing. It's got a really great cast as well. But this movie, I think it tops it. Like, it's it's even bigger, like, in, yeah. in that way. Um, so, yeah. I'm really excited for Dune, and, I, and I, it makes me kind of sad. Like, the, the artists are the ones that matter. They, they put their heart and soul. He said he spent three years developing this film. And so it's, it's kind of sad. Uh, yeah. It sucks. It sucks for the artists. It sucks for theaters. Like, exhibitionists are going to be in dire straits now because HBO, Warner Media, Warner Brothers decided, hey, we want to make more money elsewhere. Anyways, yeah. it's kind of annoying. Uh, real quick, uh, you brought up Patty Jenkins. I don't know if you saw recently she posted that uh, Joss Whedon's Justice League is not canon to the DCEU. Did she write that? Yeah, she literally like posted oh, that. And she's like, yeah, like all the directors have ri- written that movie off. And, like, not, don't consider that movie canon. Wow. Would yeah. you write that on Twitter? Yeah. She, like, posted it on Twitter or spoke about it on an article and, and oh, that wow. was posted on Twitter. That's big news. Yeah, it is. Interesting Crazy, stuff. Man. Yeah. Crazy. Cool, but anyways, man. I don't want to I don't want to stay too long into that. We all agree that Justice League. The 2017 the Justice, jo- League. Justice League. Jo- <laughs> the Justice League. Did you just come with that, I did. with that now? I did. I did. I did. Oh, wow. Let's I'm call very it proud that. of it. I think we're going to go. <laughs> I see it on your face. <laughs> You're very proud of that. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments and questions and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And Kenneth Stadelbauer wrote into us once again. And he said... Hey guys, I like the joke. I know, it's because it's the best joke of all time. You know, every time you whisper in the mic, I gotta tone you up so much. Yeah. No one can hear you, okay. including me. I can't hear you, the audience can't hear you, you're speaking too quietly. This is not an ASMR video, it's Adrian. A, that was a great joke that I wrote, or that 
I didn't write it. I just said it on the last podcast. It's a really good joke. I'm Again, glad. no one's going to be able to hear you. Everyone can hear it. I can hear okay. it every time. If you say so. You're, Adrian's whispering into the mic. Last episode, he made a joke, and it was terrible. And, it was uh, great, and, and Ken and agrees. We, and we asked everyone to write into us to say whether the joke was good or bad, and uh, the only one who wrote into us was Ken. Surprise, surprise. And he said he likes it. Ah. So, uh, literally, you are you are wrong. You're wrong. It was a great joke. Now there's two against one. It's a 66% better than your 33%. I wish there was more audience that uh, would write in. but uh, Me they, too. Alas, they didn't. They might because have thought then, it was a bad joke. They just didn't write in. doesn't really, you know, the sample size is not large enough to make a, a proper Let's be real. Let's proper be real. judgment. But people are more likely to write in something negative. Do you even remember the joke? Positive. Do you even remember the joke you made last episode? I, I see you smiling. You <laughs> do not remember it, do you? Whatever, dude. It's not important. It's okay. not important. It's fine. Let's continue I, I remember this. it. I'm Let's just not going to say what email. it was. email. That's not the only thing you wrote here. For Mr. Pinter, Toxic Avenger was a 1984 B-movie about a nerd that falls into a vat of chemicals and turns into a giant mutant vigilante and spawned a couple sequels. A part, obviously, perfect for Mr. Dinklage. Let's stop here for a moment. We talked briefly in the montage, a sequence of our show specifically, about Peter Dinklage getting the job as the Toxic Avenger. And you didn't know what that was, so Ken's filling us in. As I kind You of didn't know what that was as well. As I predicted he would. I didn't know what it was. Why wouldn't you respond? Why didn't you tell me that? Because it's the montage. It's your verdict. Oh I'm supposed God. to read the story, yeah. and you're supposed to dive into a verdict. That's the sequence of our show called The Montage. It's total as it is we every all, week. We all know it's total bullshit. This guy's an amateur. This guy's an amateur. I'm talking to the audience right now. This guy's an amateur. This is an aside to the audience. This guy just loves lying to himself. Okay, let's continue Ken's email. The presence of swordsmen in Hawkeye makes me even more excited about the series. For those who didn't read Avengers in the Silver Age, Swordsman was a villain who trained Hawkeye, Clint, and Jeremy Renner's character as a protege in crime. It will also be interesting to see if Clint's daughter will resent Bishop taking on what should be her mantle. Signed, Kenneth. And a quote here, It is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. A quote by Herman Melville. I like how uh, Ken pointed at the Hawkeye, Clint, and Jeremy Renner's character. <laughs> because uh, it's true. All three of those as one character is all characters as together. Right, he's he's making a reference to last me. episode. This guy's uh, this guy's uh, inside baseball with our podcast. He I love knows, it. He knows all the little tricks. He knows all the little tricks. I appreciate that, Ken. Thank you very much for the email. And uh, do you think? I'll just uh, go off Ken's question here. Do you think Clint's daughter will resent that Bishop takes on the Hawkeye mantle? I would love that. That's such a cool little uh, plot element. Like, or little like plot idea. I I, w- I would really enjoy that. I think that would be very cool. I think yeah. And he's unique. trying to protect her potentially, and that's yeah. why he's not letting her become the next Hawkeye. I would really enjoy that. I think that's a that'd be a nice addition. Add some uh, extra dimensions to this whole thing, Bob. I'm 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 cool with it, baby. Yeah, it should be interesting. Mm. It should be interesting. These uh, Disney Plus shows are coming together, which we're going to talk about soon when we get to the news. Let me tell you, because there is again the most news this week that I think since we started our podcast, yes, I would argue, uh, for a film and TV series. In general, honestly. In general, yeah, sure. But we're yeah. not diving into any political news or anything like that or COVID news or anything. Or gaming news. We just news. talk about film and TV. Gaming news. You think there's a lot of gaming news? The Game Awards, man. Oh, yeah, there was gaming Game Awards. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Cyberpunk 2077 came out. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Which is actually similar in theme to, to Blade 2049. Runner. Yeah. yeah, Blade Runner 2049. I agree. Let's move on from the corrections, unless you have another correction that I'm missing. 
Are you good to go? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That is excellent. What have you been watching this week, Adrian? So I mentioned that I watched Queen's Gambit last week. I finished it. So phenomenal. Uh, Such a satisfying conclusion to the show. Again, Anya Taylor-Joy is such an amazing actress. and She's just a joy to watch. Such an amazing actress, and I really, uh, I really enjoyed the yeah the, the finale of the show. This this show is seven episodes. It's so tight. There's there's no moment that you aren't just enthralled. Your eyes aren't glued to the screen. I, I loved it. Uh, I can't recommend this show enough. It's fantastic. It's a Netflix original. Please, please, please give it a watch. I mean, it doesn't need any more help. It's I think the most watched show on Netflix in history. Or is at it? least is the, that the stat? Or, or the most watched limited series ever on Netflix. Oh, well, that's um, which is fairly limited. But I, I could have sworn. I don't know. We'll look into this. Maybe this will be a show correction next week. Yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty we'll sure, talk about it next week. That I'm pretty good. sure uh, it is the most watched uh, Netflix original show. Cool. And then also, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I will mention it. Oliver uh, wrote in a couple weeks back about recommending us Raised by Wolves. Yeah, Oliver August. Oliver August. I watched the pilot episode. Really good. I'm cool. into it. That's I'm sweet. into it. I'm excited to watch the next nine episodes. I watched it with my lover. She started watching it about five minutes in, and she's like, "Oh, I don't think I'm gonna like this." By the end of the pilot, she's like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't really like it, but I am curious as to what's gonna happen next." So, so you do kind of <laughs> like, like you it. do like it, you because she wants to watch more of it. And I was like, "If you didn't like it, you wouldn't want to watch it." It gives me kind of almost like the the first few scenes. It kind of reminded me of Star Wars. Just in like the aesthetics, it, uh, it's like a desert planet. Almost reminded me of like Tatooine, um, and kind of the sigma- cinematography as well reminded me a bit of that. The uh, suits they have on and everything like that. I'm not much of a, a Star Trek guy, but it also gave me Star Trekky vibes. But yeah, I- I'm I'm excited to watch more of this. It's, it seems like a super cool premise. It's uh, crossing over uh, religion, uh, religious fanatics, and uh, like science fiction in a super cool way. I'm I'm, cool. I'm excited to watch more of it. That's great. Really good pilot episode. Good to hear. Yeah. And then uh, finally, I watched Mank. I finished it. Honestly, my thoughts haven't changed much from like last week. Okay. Uh, I think it's well written. I think so just to just give a little bit of background, if you don't know, oh, Mank yeah, is a Netflix uh, original movie, I suppose, but it's directed by David Fincher, who's directed many movies, of course, uh, Seven, The Social Network, and Fight Club. As an Fight Club, yeah. And uh, he did this movie, he created this movie as a tribute to the making of the famous 1941 movie, Citizen Kane, which many regard a good movie. as the greatest movie of all time. If and you do, you're stupid. It's really about Herman J. Mankiewicz, played by Gary Oldman, who is writing the script for the Orson Welles-directed film. Although Hor- Orson Welles seems to be credited as a screenwriter, maybe that's not true is kind of the question that David Fincher is diving into. And so, yeah, so continue. What, what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was okay. Like, I honestly, like, I can see why it might be nominated for Oscars and stuff, but to me, I I didn't love it by oh, any wow, means. Oh, wow, okay. I finished it, and I was kind of like, yeah, like, this is a good movie. Like, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said that it's anything less than good. Okay. Uh, I think the acting is top tier. I mean, Gary Oldman is one of the best actors of our time. He's literally the definition of a chameleon actor. Um, For sure. I got that note here too. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried is amazing. She's she's awesome in the movie. I really liked her in it. Again, I think the acting is top-notch. I think yep. the writing is really good. I just wasn't too interested in it. The whole black and white aesthetic, 
I don't think it really benefited the movie in any way. I know really? what it was kind of going for that, that's because it's. Uh, when does it ever benefit it though? In your mind, maybe what you mean? just don't like a black and white aesthetic. Like when would it benefit it? That's that's the thing. I, I don't know when it would. That, 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 that's kind of my it sounds point. more like I don't like black and white movies. No, I love The Lighthouse. I think The Lighthouse benefited from the black and white aesthetic. I don't know. Oh, it, okay. Like, as an example. That's a good example. Yeah, like yeah, a that's tonally. Robert Eggers. Yeah, yeah. His new movie uh, officially uh, or just finished production today. It was announced. Cool, starring yeah. Starring Anya Taylor-Joy as well, as well as Willem Dafoe. Anya Taylor-Joy being in his first movie, The Witch, and Willem Dafoe being in The Lighthouse. So I'm pretty excited for this one. Yeah, um, The Lighthouse was pretty remarkable. I love it's that Black movie. and white. It's about two guys... They're stuck in a lighthouse and they're, you know... It's weird, man. Not living their best lives. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is weird and creepy and, like, horror-esque, but in, like, a really creepy type of way. Yeah, uh, I feel like The Witch, very different tonally, but same sort of premise. It's not like your traditional horror movie, but it is creepy throughout the entire movie. Yeah. I, I recommend both those movies. It's unsettling. Unsettling is the, is the proper word. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I actually, when I wrote down Mank, I wrote meh, Ank. Oh, <laughs> In my wow. Notes. You really didn't like it that much. No. like I, I think it could win literally Best Picture. That's how I, that my opinion differs from you. I think that if you're going to make a black and white movie, I mean, The Lighthouse was a different thing because the idea was to show the ultra contrast and they're in such a world that it just works so well because it was unsettling and it made it even more unsettling, that movie, because it was in black and white. Mm-hmm. That's a different reason to make it black and white. This movie is black and white as a tribute to Citizen Kane. The way it's shot is a tribute to Citizen Kane. The way they shoot it, uh, almost like Orson Welles is shooting it for Citizen Kane in a lot of ways. The way that the audio is mixed is like Citizen Kane. I think that it could theoretically win best audio editing and best mixing or one or, or, one or the other of those awards at the Academy Awards, potentially. Mm-hmm. I think that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross strike again. They They did the... I think the I think David Fincher really likes those guys and they work really well together because they've I think he's had them on I think multiple movies in a row. It's the fourth film collaboration though for okay. Trent cool. Reznor, Atticus Ross, and David Fincher. Uh, Social Network, Gone Girl, and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo were the other movies other than Mank that Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor worked on with David Fincher. But anyways, yeah, it was it was really good and they and again they they brought the score elements from Citizen Kane to this. And it just it blew my mind because Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor, their scores typically are a little more jarring. I, I don't know if that's a good word to describe it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's definitely not necessarily traditional, like, orchestra. It's unique, yeah. Usually. But this felt more into the traditional orchestra angle because it was meant to be a tribute to Citizen Kane. And, uh, yeah, like, the acting, as you mentioned, Gary Oldman, chameleon actor, for sure. And it felt like he was Mankiewicz. Like he, it felt like he was hundred percent. I Like, all the characters feel like who they're supposed to be, if that makes sense. Like, all the actors feel like the characters they are playing. Less so than they are the actors. Exactly. Playing a role. hundred percent. Which is really neat. Mm-hmm. We talked about it last week, but there was the idea of when they go into a flashback, they do it like with the screenplay headings, like flashback in, in brackets. I don't know. There's just a, a lot of elements to the movie that made me just feel like it was tight. Tight would be the word I would describe. Like everything, it seemed like everything was in place. David Fincher is known to keep shooting scenes over and over and over again until he gets them right to the point it's almost ad nauseum because some of the actors are just like, what? Please, let's, like, let's move on. Let's move on now. So, I don't know. The, the dialogue is 
it's immersive. It felt like you, they were in the 19, like 30s and 40s. Charles Dance is just intimidating in every role he's in. Uh, Charles Dance plays Tywin Lannister in the mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Yep. And he plays a character actually in The Witcher 3. Um, I don't know if you noticed that. In, in, in the game? Yeah. Uh, I didn't get He's the, the Emperor, game, I think, of Nilfgaard, if I recall. I don't think I made it that far. I'm gonna, I, I maybe, maybe, maybe made it about two, three hours into the game each time. Oh, it's in the beginning, but I think it's in those like, first five hours. Oh. But he's just intimidating and everything does. And the, the reveal that William Randolph Hearst, who's a real person, who Charles Dance plays in the movie, is the inspiration for Charles Foster Kane, which Citizen Kane is about, basically the whole movie is about it's kind of neat that the whole concept of that is cool i don't know i just felt like i was immersed i felt like i was in that world more so than citizen kane citizen kane jumped around a bit too much and i was trying to grasp the the style a little bit more than i would have liked maybe it's just because again it was 1940s filmmaking with the a linear storytelling combined and this movie i felt like i could follow it because again david fincher it looks like he just really focused on making it as tight as possible. But anyways, I love this movie. I think it's awesome. One other call out would be Tuppence Middleton, who plays Mankiewicz's wife, Sarah. Their chemistry in the movie, also a highlight for me. That is relationship really I agree. is just so interesting. And I, I really like that dynamic that they have because it's, I just kept wondering more and more, like, why are they together kind of? Because it just seems like they there's like a yin and yang type scenario. And it was... It kept being fleshed out over time, and I and I was believable. I just believed the relationship. Lily Collins was really good as well. Man, it's I don't know. I just think it could win. It could win Best Picture. I I think that Aaron Sorkin has a good chance of winning with. Yeah, I think The Trial of Chicago Seven is a better movie in my personal opinion. I enjoyed it like quite a bit more than this movie. Yeah, my vote would definitely be The Trial of Chicago Seven over Mank personally. I figured because you wrote Ank yeah. on the page. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, again, it's it's a good movie. I like. I don't necessarily recommend it. I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. But uh, I see. Yeah, okay. it's definitely better than Citizen Kane. <laughs> I figured better than that. I figured you were gonna say that. But, yeah. But yeah, I would. Uh, I would recommend it. I think it's tight filmmaking, and it's definitely slower than an action movie. But it's it intrigued me the whole way through. Would be what I would say. And yeah, tight. Tight filmmaking. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Cool, cool, man. Super cool, dude. You watched anything else? No, no, that's it. All right. I'm done. I watched one other thing I should talk about. I watched Manhunt Unabomber, which is also a Netflix, but it's a Discovery original series. And Manhunt is a anthology series. I talked about it last week. I pretty much watched almost every episode. I was near the end, I think, uh, last week, if I recall. Um, so I watched the last few episodes. Paul Bettany and Sam Worthington are standouts. They're so good. There's a yin and yang situation there for sure. Paul Bettany is, I feel like a really underrated actor. I don't know about Sam Worthington because I don't see him that often, but I think that Paul Bettany, everything I see him in, he seems extremely fully committed. And I just, I'm really excited for WandaVision. I cannot wait for WandaVision. I'm very, very stoked for that. Yeah, it's really cool. Anyways, they're really good in that. Uh, Manhunt Unabomber, worth a watch, I think. Yeah. I also watched the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. This show just gets better and better. As well. Oh, yeah, me too. I just I watched it, actually, just a few hours yeah. ago. Man. The Mandalorian is like, I don't I don't know. Again, I keep describing it as the McDonald's, McDonald's ball pit of that. The concept of nostalgia in a bottle. Mm-hmm. 
It is really, really good. It's so good, man. I'm, they, I'm shocked about how much I love it. They do a lot of fan service, but it's not in a way that's pandering. And that is the best thing about it. Mm-hmm. It's They're just not doing it in stupid ways. Like, for instance, in the movie, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Which pandered completely the whole way through and really didn't care about anything but pandering. They just wanted to pander. Yeah. We want to give you uh, the, the Medal of uh, Honor, Chewbacca. Yeah. At the last second. Because this is the end of this series, and so we got to make sure... we we got to dot all the I's and cross every possible T. We also have to... Use half this movie as a as a retcon for the the previous movie, which is Leagues Better. Yeah, the movie that was ninety above ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That mm-hmm. that movie, we got to make sure that that movie doesn't exist because yeah. certain basically the vocal minority hated it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, ridiculous. Oh well, we got that out of the way. Yeah, we I talked know. about Rise of Skywalker negatively, but yeah, The Mandalorian. Man, if you're a Star Wars fa- uh, fa, I was gonna say fashion. If you're a Star Wars fan Fascist. of any fashion. If you're a Star Wars fascist. Oh, boy. Uh, it's definitely worth the watch, The Mandalorian. It's it's really awesome, man. Mm-hmm. This latest episode was incredible. It's once so again. good. Also, Bill Burr. Dude. Shout yeah. out to Bill Burr, the comedian. I love who, Bill Burr. Who's a great actor, actor honestly. He's, he, he does play a very similar role in everything, but the, the ability to act like a regular person and not act like you're acting is a, is a very impressive trait like that that you it's like tom cruise acting you know what i mean yeah tom cruise is very much tom cruise in a lot of his movies but he's still good at acting as tom cruise so like that it's nothing bad about that he's still awesome he's just more so tom cruise than yeah than a fudge packer than than a fudge packer yeah that's a south park reference it's a little bit of a metal muddled reference but i'll give it to you i'll give it to you are we ready for the news? Dude, I'm so ready for the news. This is intense. This is too much news. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's we're only news. doing really three stories like we've been doing traditionally for the last few episodes. And we're going to continue at least for the foreseeable future. But realistically, this is seven stories. There's a lot. <laughs> it's it's not stories. really even seven because you're going to notice that each of those things is a chunk of, of stories. All right. I'm, Anyways, I'm excited. Let's the get first into it. Two, the first two are not as meaty, but we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll get into it. Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one. As followed by publication The Hollywood Reporter, actor Alfred Molina has been cast to reprise his role as Dr. Otto Octavius in Sony Marvel's third Tom Holland Spider-Man film. Molina famously played the part of villain Dr. Octopus in the Tobey Maguire starring Sam Raimi-directed Spider-Man film Spider-Man 2 in 2004. This news comes after the confirmed casting of actor Jamie Foxx as Electro, who was specifically featured in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man franchise that ran from 2012 to 2014. Recently, there have also been many rumors floating around that Spider-Man actors Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have been spotted on set for Sony's next John Watts-directed Spider-Man film, but nothing has been confirmed as of yet. This team-up of multiple Spider-Men suggests that Sony might be attempting a live-action version of the Spider-Verse, in which Peter Parkers from multiple dimensions are able to bend the space-time continuum to fight interdimensional threats together. Adrian, what do you make of this news? Alfred Molina, cast. This is wild, man. Again. This is genuinely wild. I thought it was super weird when Jamie Foxx was uh, recast as Electro, but I really like Jamie Foxx as an actor. So I was kind of like, all right, whatever. Weird. Weird choice. I'm surprised you don't want to recast it so you don't have attachments to the old movie. And then we get Well, this. we kind of thought at the time there might be a crossover. Yeah. 
But we like we weren't sure though. Yeah, there, there was just you know random speculation like oh we're getting a Spider Verse movie where it was just unfounded. People rumors. were jumping to conclusions exactly. But maybe those conclusions might like maybe they were right. They're I, seeming way more right now. Which I'm we still not going to give them credit. They didn't know. They fucking guessed. I just want to get that out of the way. They didn't know. All these articles posting like a couple months ago being like, we're getting a Spider-Verse movie. Nobody fucking knew yeah, that. Yeah, if anyone's listening to this and w- listened to our previous episode and thought, oh, I listened to, I, I watch, I look at, we got this covered and I think they're actually excellent and these guys don't know what they're talking about. Stop no. listening to our we show right now. We got this covered. Is Stop always incorrect. Hype beast is not often correct. Cosmic book news. They want clicks. That's what they want. They're not looking at facts. And in this particular case, they might have been correct. Cosmic book news, yeah. Mm. Classic. Classic website. Yeah. Click. Clickbait. Yeah, this is cool, man. I'm uh I'm excited for this, but I'm I'm gonna wait until the cards are all on the table. You know what I mean? Like if this all happens, let's say this happens, because it looks like it's gonna happen. I'm a little worried about Sony corporate. Yeah, it, it, you know what um, I mean? they meddle too much. They meddle. They meddle too much. The corporate meddling in the Spider Man franchise has affected every series so far except for the Tom Holland Spider Man that John Watts has directed mm-hmm. and that Marvel's involved in. Will they handle this properly? Or are they going to mess this up by having too many villains and too much going on and they don't actually have any clear focus or vision? And they're just doing this because they know that people will come watch this movie. And they don't care if it's a good movie. They just want to put as much action-packed garbage in it as possible. Like, for instance, Amazing Spider-Man 2. And even worse, Spider-Man 3. The Tobey Maguire ridiculous end of that trilogy with Venom and Sandman and Hobgoblin. or The Sandman arc was pretty good, though. you got to admit that. He was okay, but it didn't make any sense. It didn't. But it was still pretty good. The idea of Sandman having killed... I know. Ben made no sense at all. Yeah, it was a retcon. Like, why did you do this? Like, just make it something else. You don't. Sandman can be in the movie. You just don't have to make it. Just make him kill other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not that hard. But yeah, I mean, John Watts hasn't uh, hasn't disappointed us yet. I really love like Homecoming. Yeah, but it may not be John Watts's fault. Like Sam Raimi is a pretty great director, and he he makes a lot of good things. Like Spider Man One and Two were pretty great. Yeah, they were good movies, but it wasn't really his fault what happened to Spider Man Three. Definitely from, from not. From reports, anyway. Reportedly, it wasn't his fault. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, w- w- with these Spider-Man movies, though, like, Marvel has a lot of the creative vision. I- isn't that the case, though? Like, isn't that the major difference? Like, essentially- They do have some of it, yeah. But this is, like, diving a little bit further away. Like, they're because of the fact that now Tony Stark is no longer in the picture. But Doctor Strange is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Doctor that's what Strange. I mean. Yeah, you're right. No, this could be good. Kevin Feige, I think he's still involved, so... I'm fairly confident in this, and I'm very excited for it. I, I would love to see... Like, I, I feel like Andrew Garfield was done dirty. I really like him as Spider-Man. I know those movies aren't great, but I enjoyed them for what they were. I definitely like the first one better than the second one. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, it's, re- it's reviewed probably. better as well. Yeah, it probably is better. I, I, I liked the second one a little bit more, for whatever reason. Yeah, I really don't. I just love the relationship between um, Gwen Stacy and uh, Peter Parker. Right, but it was done better in the first one. Uh, yeah. It was just a shadow in the second one of what a it shadow. was. In the, like the relationship was yeah. a shadow of what it was in the first movie. 
But I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like, uh, yeah, Andrew Garfield was done dirty. I'm excited to... He's a really good actor. He is. He's great. He's so... So if we do get him back, I would be happy about that. Again, Tobey Maguire being back would be really cool, too. The excitement over this is, like, built upon how amazing, how amazing the animated Into the Spider-Verse is. It's just such a great movie. I know you love it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. I I was very excited when it won Best Animated Feature. But the art style in that movie, too, it's just unbelievable. It's really great. And, uh, yeah, didn't they, like, patent it after that movie came out? Because did they so... patent the art style? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, wow. I feel like a bunch of movies would have copied it by this point if they didn't. Maybe. Yeah, it's maybe. super unique. I love, yeah, Into yeah, the Spider-Verse. It's like comic books on the screen, like, coming mm-hmm. to life. It's yeah. a flip book, almost. They just added Into the Spider-Verse on Canadian Netflix, so I- I've been wanting to rewatch it, especially after playing uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales on my PS5. I've just been on this, like hankering for more spider-man stuff so yeah I, they I, added that really cool feature where you can actually have the into the spider-verse suit and also do the like the less frames per second as yeah opposed. And it looks so, wild like, it, it looks, looks great really cool and it's just it doesn't affect the whole world around you it just affects him mm-hmm. it's really cool technology that they're able to do that in the first spider-man game for ps4 they created an animated spider-man like it was like the animated spider-man from the 1990s spider-man and they added him into the regular world yeah like I'm sure you played as that that suit as well, but it's, I did. it's crazy how good it looks in that world, even though it's kind of jarring. It's neat. It's really cool. They've done some really cool things uh, on the gaming side, but this is not a gaming podcast. Let's move no, on. It's not. No, it's not. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this. This is super cool, and uh, all the extra stuff that Marvel's announced that we're going to get into. I'm very excited for what's coming. Yeah. I'm just worried about how it's going to be rolled out in some cases, which we will also talk about a bit later. For sure. I'm more excited about Alfred Molina than I am about Jamie Foxx, only because I didn't like Amazing Spider-Man 2, but also I I, I don't think that he was necessarily handled well as a villain in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Jamie Foxx is a great actor, by the way, and he can do that character justice probably better in this film because John Watts is at the helm, and theoretically, and Kevin Feige is... is, uh, part of the the orchestra but i think that spider-man 2 was like the beginning of great great superhero movies because there was nothing really um, that you could say ah they're they're all kind of average but then the batman when did x-men 2 come out x-men 2 oh that's true actually it came out before yeah I really right that's a good too. start actually yeah you're right x-men 2 directed by brian singer who did a great job for x-men 2 yeah yeah you did yeah that's true uh, but it started, again, it was around that time. The the movies were kind of, eh, Spider-Man 1 was pretty good. It was pretty good. But then Spider-Man 2 just, like, brought it up a notch. That's why Spider-Man 3 was such a disappointment. But anyway, Alfred Molina was one of the standouts in that movie. Although, he wasn't quite as psychopathic as Dr. Octavius is known to be. I find that he was more empathetic mm-hmm. than how crazy somebody would have to be to be a grown adult and have, a, like, a bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I think that, <laughs> I do. I he don't. didn't have a bowl cut in the movie. Either. Yeah, I liked it better than he was empathetic because it being able to relate to villains makes them again. It's, yeah, you get a little too one dimensional when you have just a complete psychopath. Yeah. Although Joker's a pretty psychopathic person, but he's he's still I guess he's still he's very kind of you can see into his psyche a little bit. You you can kind of get his anarchy. But anyway, cool. Super cool, man. I I have nothing else to say. Cool, man. Number two. As reported by publication Deadline, production company Marv Films has stated that Kingsman director Matthew Vaughn is currently in the planning stages of an additional seven more Kingsman franchise films. The Kingsman films are an adaptation of the comic book series of the same name that follows a secret spy organization covertly working out of the UK. So far, Marv 
released Kingsman the Secret Service in 2014, Kingsman the Golden Circle in 2017, and has the COVID-19 postponed movie The Kingsman planned for release in February of 2021. CEO of Marv, Ziggy Kamasa, clearly has some ambitious plans in mind for the series. Kamasa stated that, quote, We want to grow the business and the output. We have a Kingsman TV series in the works, and there are two to three other franchises that are being developed alongside the Kingsman world, unquote. Adrian, I know you like Kingsman. What do you think about this news? Uh, I think that this is almost pulling the trigger a little bit early. Yeah, seven mean, movies? That's Yeah, that's quite a bit. And I, I really love the first Kingsman, and I, I quite liked the second one, but... I know this, like, the second one was not reviewed well at all. Like, it's like a 50-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's it was not well-liked. Is that true? Yeah. Is it 50%? So, here, let me pull it up real quick. It wasn't as good. I would agree. It is weird that they're this focused on this franchise. I, I don't really get it. That's why I, exactly my reaction when I saw seven films. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, Matthew Vaughn's a pretty cool director. Like... He made X-Men... Um, First Class, which is one of my favorite X-Men movies. Yeah, it's a 51 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's really low. I didn't know answer. that. Yeah, I didn't it was know low. it was that poorly regarded. Wow. Yeah, okay. so... Yeah, I don't know. I just find I just find it a little bit odd. I mean, they must be confident in The King's Man. Must that, be, yeah. Because that movie looks great. The trailer that they released like two years ago looked awesome. Yeah, great actors in that too. Yeah. Uh, so I'm quite excited for it. And I don't know. I really like what they do in this. I love the action. I love how how interesting these characters are and I feel like it builds a like a unique world but again um, one thing I didn't like about the golden circle is that they killed off a lot of the the cast from the original movie which I always found a little bit weird it almost yeah that is weird which I, I didn't love like, what's the point of this yeah it, you kill it, off one character but no they literally killed off everyone except for the main character which is I guess spoilers a little bit but well no they brought uh, oh yeah Colin Firth back the more I think about is that, that is movie that even a spoiler because not... I think he was on the marquee yeah, yeah Colin Firth is known to be in that movie the more I think about that movie the less I like it it's a weird movie because there's yeah, good action scenes though there is but I don't know when you that's not what it's all about when you literally insert a life saving thing into a franchise like someone literally got shot in the fucking head and he can come back to life it kind of kind of reduces the stakes now I really I like Mark it. Strong as an actor. Me too. And he's, I mean, he's in it a bit. Like, I yeah. Just, yeah, you're right. They just keep killing people. Yeah, in hindsight, maybe I don't like that easy. movie. <laughs> maybe I don't like that movie. It's kind of shot because, yeah, they kill off people and then they bring back one of the people that got straight up murdered. Like, like Colin like, Firth was an interesting character yeah. in the franchise. Like, he was one of the most interesting mm. characters in the first one. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I didn't like it as much. I didn't hate it, but again, I just think you're right. Are you pulling the trigger too soon on seven more movies and a TV series? That's a lot. My question is, is this TV series going to be a Netflix original? Because remember three years ago, Netflix bought the comic book company behind Kingsman. Oh, yeah. And Kick-Ass. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious if this is going to be a Netflix original series. Because I don't think they said anything about that in uh, this story. Am Wait, Netflix owns Marv? Or they? Oh, you're saying they own the comic book series company, like the, yeah, the Netflix, actual comic book series. Miller World. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, they they, they own that. Because Marv also created Kickass. Yes. Marv is the production company behind mm-hmm. Kickass as well as Kingsman. Yeah, they don't own the production company. They own Miller World, which oh, okay. is the uh, yeah the comic book company behind. Interesting. That. Okay. So I'm curious if that's going to go down. Because that, that was announced like three years ago, and Netflix did nothing with it so far at all, as far as I'm aware. Didn't announce like a kick-ass series or anything like that. So 
maybe this is the beginning of it, but it'd be weird if it wasn't a Netflix original. It's kind of like, why did you buy the company then? Yeah, it's strange. Or buy the, I guess, rights to those franchises. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Good question. But yeah, th- this definitely seems a little bit uh, too soon. Again, I, I really like the first one. I'm sure this third one's going to be good. It, it looks really good from the trailers. But yeah, now that I think about the second one, maybe I didn't like it <laughs> as much, which is, which is kind of too bad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it did some neat interesting things, though, because it brought the United States team invo- like into the picture with like Channing Tatum and uh, Pedro Pascal, as an example. I don't know. It was There's elements that I liked. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it is... Fairly predictable as well, though. It is worse. Yeah. Are you ready for number three, Adrian? Yeah. The third, you mean three, four, story. five, six, and seven, and eight, well, nine, Well, three and ten, is really right? all one story, but there's just so much that it's going to be broken up. So we're yeah, going to break three up as we talk about each part of what the third new, new story is. And you might have guessed what it's about, uh, but let's get to it. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, baby. Number three. As reported by website Variety, Disney recently announced during their Investors Day conference that they are planning on spending 8 to $9 billion from now through 2024 on new content for their relatively new streaming service, Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus only recently cracked the one-year mark and has already garnered a whopping 86 million subscribers. CEO Bob Chappick and team also reported to investors that they would be raising the price of Disney+, Plus in the U.S. from $699 U.S. dollars to $7.99 on February the 23rd. In Canada, our original $8.99 Canadian dollar price tag will be hiked to $11.99 Canadian dollars. Whoa. We'll stop here for a moment, and then we'll get into other parts of this news story. But what do you think about that? That's a that's quite an aggressive increase. It's smart. You know, you start off low. You bring everyone in. I kind know, of you... thought that was going to happen initially, but I was like, is Disney being generous? That's what no. I was questioning. But with Bob Chappick, I feel like there's less Disney being generous than I've ever seen it. Yeah, Am we've I been wrong? through this. We hate Bob Chappick. I don't hate him. I, I just think Bob that Chappick. he's made some strange moves. The Canadian price increase is aggressive by like a large margin. The American one is only a dollar. Like our dollar is not that bad. What? What's happening? I don't know. How did it go from <laughs> I don't know, it go man. from eight ninety nine to eleven ninety nine? You just don't like Canadians, Bob. And you know what? Canadians don't like you, Bob. It's nine to twelve dollars. Three dollars. Yeah, isn't that strange? Here, let me check. Let me check what the Canadian dollar is in American dollars for a second, okay? Like it, it actually doesn't make sense that it was eight ninety nine versus the six ninety nine that they were paying in the United States. Maybe they're just course correcting it. Like, but the the Canadian dollar hasn't changed. Like it was the same. I'm pretty sure you're gonna tell me right now. It's zero point seven. Seven eight point seven eight. Oh, I think it went up. It did. We that, actually got better, yeah, our, and they our, just increased our price point by like a massive margin. And I don't understand. I don't understand what was the reasoning. It's just an odd situation. Anyways, it's a lot more money. Although well, the reason they're doing this price increase is due to the next part of this uh, news story. And so let's get to it. Okay. During this four-hour investors call, Disney also spent a considerable amount of time making announcements about their film and TV series slate from their Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars properties. For the Disney and Pixar film and TV announcements, perhaps the most significant talking point was their commitment to release Pixar film Raya and the Last Dragon in theaters and on Disney+, Plus, with premiere access, simultaneously on March 5th, 2021. As you may remember, premiere access is the way in which Mulan was launched on Disney+, Plus this past September, which required subscribers to pay an additional $30 above their monthly subscription fee to access the live-action remake. Additionally, Disney announced a new Disney Plus Chip and Dale Rescue Ranger TV series to star comedians 
John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, and a Buzz Lightyear Toy Story spin-off prequel film starring actor Chris Evans as the original Buzz Lightyear. They also announced that the two live-action Disney titles, Pinocchio and Peter Pan and Wendy, would go straight to Disney Plus with no planned premiere access pricing. Last but not least, they announced multiple Disney Plus TV series following Moana, Zootopia, Tiana, and Bayamax that they are preparing for release by the end of 2023. Adrian, this is a lot. Just a lot here, and we're not even done. Yeah. We're not even halfway through. Yeah, so real quick, I'm just going to correct you. It's Baymax, not Bayamax, and it's Moana, not Mayana or whatever the fuck you Moana. said. You did not say Moana. You're gonna re- When you edit this episode, listen to how you said Moana. You said it wrong. Anyway, I just want to correct you there. Well, you're, you're very aggressive with these corrections. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just want to correct now before we get we have to correct it next week, man. Um, in terms of the Premier Access pricing, again, fuck you, Bob Chappick. I hate you. You lied to us. You said Milan was one and done. This is not a testing ground. I guess it was prop- profitable enough for them to be doing this again. For sure. No, it's another test, though. Keep that in mind. You think? Well, yeah. Why didn't they do it with Seoul? Oh, yeah. Good point. It's like, They're testing it again. They're saying, well, well, Mulan, maybe people aren't really into it, but... You know what they might be into? A Pixar movie. It's well, a, they're throwing Pixar into this, under this ridiculous it's so, thing. It's so I'm frustrating. I'm not buying this, by the way. No, me For neither. the record, not buying this. Well, me neither. not buying it because you literally are using my Disney Plus subscription. Yeah, it, it's incredibly so frustrating. You because, better not buy it because I'm, I'm going to hunt you down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call. But yeah, it's, it's quite frustrating because, again, this is a movie I really want to watch. No, it's yeah. Raya. Remember? Raya. It's Raya. No, remember we watched the tra- trailer and we were saying it wrong. It's Raya. Is it Raya? Yeah, it's Raya. I thought it was Raya. We were saying it as Raya. No, we were saying Raya. I'll get there. One second. Name is Raya. Damn it. It is Raya. Yeah, it's, it's I Raya. I don't know why I thought it was Raya. I thought we were saying Raya. <laughs> no, we were saying Raya. It's, when, it's like freaking yeah. uh, Mads Mikkelsen. It's definitely Mads Mikkelsen, but we see Yeah, Mads to... Mikkelsen, yeah. Oh, my God. We've it, been through that's that. why this happens is because you... I love how you, of all people, are going to correct me this aggressively about names like Moana, when literally you're the you're the worst offender of this on purpose. You're not even doing it by accident. You're doing it on purpose, consistently on purpose. So, anyways, yeah, uh, yeah, Premier Access is garbage. That's my main takeaway from this. The worst part about this is like you're announcing this alongside a significant price increase. At least again for us Canadian it, it, Canadians, it's it's beyond frustrating, and I I genuinely think this is unacceptable. Like this is stupid, and it sucks because I would rather just be able to go to the theaters, but it's unlikely March fifth the theaters are going to be like all fine and dandy. I really hope so. I would love that because I would much rather spend. $30 to myself with popcorn and, and and the movie ticket to witness this movie on a nice, beautiful, large screen in front of me than pay $30 for premiere access to watch it on my amazing OLED TV at home as well. But still, it's uh, it's not cool. I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. I My, my thoughts haven't changed on it since Moana. Sorry, Mulan, Mulan my apologies. Yeah, yeah. Poulon. <laughs> you know what's weird about this? I just want to point out, I don't, I don't know... This is, probably means nothing, but it, it is a little strange. Both Mulan and Raya, 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 and the Last Dragon both take place in Asia, hmm. and the only ones that have premier access. Yeah, that is that. That is kind of an odd thing. Isn't I, that strange? It's probably just coincidence. it's coincidence, but it's just yeah. a little odd. Yeah, I'm interesting. I, I'm not saying they're doing anything with this, but 
I, I wonder maybe if it, has, if it has maybe something to do with the Asian markets. But didn't maybe. Mulan, Pulan not do well in China? Like, wasn't that the thing? Like, it just didn't do well? Yeah, maybe. Because I thought, like, Mulan didn't do well in general. Like, Mulan's, that, by the way, available. You can watch it without yeah, no, access now it's on Disney+. Now. Plus. I don't want to, though. Me neither. Because they, they, they soured my experience on it, and I just don't care. I'm probably not going to see Ryan the Last Dragon, maybe. I might, I might just skip it altogether. Yeah, kind of. Because they're going to put it on in three months after this launch. I'll watch just, it in three months. They just don't understand, I, I think. that I, I just, I'm, I'm afraid, though, that people are going to be like, well, this is how they're doing it now, and just buy it. That's the problem overall with this. It's just, it's really, it's quite sad, because they're just, they're t- not only testing the water. It reminds me, for instance, the other announcement that happened this week, which is absolutely ridiculous. It has nothing to do with film, but it's just unbelievably ridiculous. I still can't understand it wrap my head around it, because Apple usually has pretty good pricing on a lot of products, I find. It seems like they're, again, they're going for the premium angle on a lot of things, including the original AirPods. The original AirPods were a good price at launch. Yeah, it's like 200 bucks, 220 bucks Canadian. The newly announced AirPods, AirPods Max. What are they call the AirPods Max? Sorry. Yeah, they're the AirPods Max. Are ridiculous. In Canada, they're $780. $780. $150 more than the PlayStation 5 Disc Edition. $280 more than the PlayStation 5 Discless. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry. You think I'm going to get more use out of these fucking headphones than a PlayStation 5? I'll tell you right now, no. No. But even then, they're not water resistant. They don't, they, they have weird things like the case that comes with is, is so weird. And it doesn't even work that well. It's got like, it's supposed to protect it, but it's got holes in it. Like, it's just strange. I'm sure they sound awesome, but do they sound better than the Bose 700s or the M4s from Sony? Again, this is not a tech podcast. I'm just, the idea of you charging at Disney $30 above a subscription price when pioneers like netflix aren't doing that and they're launching quality like mank it's it's still a quality it's made by david Dude, yeah I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not i just don't like it and uh the trial of the chicago seven is an example oh, or so the scorsese film last year the irishman or like these movies are juggernaut movies that like 30 dollars like that's if you want to charge $30 from Mulan above a subscription fee, maybe you should charge that for The Irishman. But Netflix isn't doing that. So you have to wonder, like, where, what kind of market do, do they think they're in? But people, that, that, the AirPods Max sold out. They're gone. They were purchased. All of them. Maybe they created an artificial shortage to make it seem like people wanted them to create a demand like Nintendo does with a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. But you have to wonder, maybe this is, maybe I'm the one who's the outlier. Or, or again, they're just creating hype for something like the Premier Access to be able to build out this hype so that people just want to buy it. They're like, well, my friends watched Ray and the Last Dragon, so I have to too. So well, ideally, you, if... Uh, so then you jump in. If someone buys it, just share it with every single one of your friends on planet Earth. All one of them. Yeah. You fucking loser. I'm kidding. That was just mean. I was just attacking people for no reason. Anyways, Premier Access bothers me. But what? Uh, there's some pretty cool news here. Like, there's they, all these series somehow are also free, so you don't have to pay for a Zootopia as a series. You love Zootopia. You like Moana quite a bit. What do mm-hmm. you think about the idea of those going to series? Like, as a it reminds me of Lilo and Stitch, but I think it's going to be way higher quality. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. I I feel like the tide is kind of turning between like TV and um, movies. I feel like we are getting movie level quality television shows and in some cases better better quality tv shows than movies in general sure sure um most notably i I remember how disappointed i was when tangled went to series as opposed to you know coming out with a sequel Um, apparently the series is really good but again i just didn't want to give it a chance 
this obviously is going to be backed by huge budgets, and I think it's just going to be the same movie-level quality just extended into a TV series. So I am quite excited about it, honestly. Uh, I think Zootopia could do very well, like in a week-to-week, almost like procedural show, you know, like a cop buddy cop show. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that would be really well. I think that could do really well. The Baymax one as well. It's just got to be a super show. Original cast for these shows. That's one of the key elements. That that's the one thing about the Tangled um, series. They didn't bring back uh, Mandy Moore. Oh, Um, so I found that a little bit. Yeah, as as Rapunzel. Sorry. Uh, So I found that a little bit jarring. So again, another reason why I didn't want to watch it. So I really do hope they bring back the original cast. Again, the Baymax TV series, it's going to just be an animated superhero show. I think that's going to do really well. Cool, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it. I really like Big Hero 6. I think it, again, I, I feel like it, that's that's perfect for a TV series. The only one, I've never watched Princess and the Frog. so Right, that's what Tiana that, that's is what Tiana is from based on. So I'm not too sure how that is going to go. That's actually more of a traditional animation style as well, as opposed to that 3D CG animation. Yeah, I don't great. know why I never got around to it if it's on disney plus maybe i'll watch it um sometime it must be it must be on disney plus oh it's got to be yeah if it wasn't that'd be a terrible surprise yeah definitely oh no Um, actually peacock has the uh the rights for that oh my god imagine (laughs) uh and then again the moana series is going to be a little bit odd like are they going to bring the rock back like the rock is this is the key this is the key. Zootopia has a lot of big name actors too. Yeah, that's true. I feel yeah, Jason Bateman and all that. Yeah. Jason Bateman is like traditionally in a lot of TV series, so I can kind of see that. Whereas The Rock, I guess he had that one Ballers or whatever that show was. Yeah, yeah, on HBO. He is that, and but he's the mostly Rock is a pretty open guy though. I think he'd make the time for it. What do you think? Yeah, I I think he would. And I think he's got a young daughter too. He so does. I wonder if who that's loved? Be a yeah, incentive he, for him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm curious what they will do with Moana. I don't really know how that story can lend to a TV series, but uh, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I really like the idea of John Mulaney and um, Andy, Andy Samberg as Chip and Dale Rescue sure. Rangers. Yeah, I think that is a match made in heaven. Awesome. I love both of them. They're I loved Chippendale Rescue Rangers when I was younger. Oh, that's great. Like, I, I'm a big fan of it. I have the movies cool. on VHS still. Yeah, yeah. I used to watch it all the time. So that is actually one of the big things I'm excited for. I didn't realize that was a big thing of yours. I didn't yeah. know you were a fan. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I those think. guys are, that's going to be, man, just that duo. That's I agree. The, key. the one thing I do find kind of weird, though, is the Buzz Lightyear spinoff oh, with yeah? Chris Evans. Okay. I mean, obviously, I love Chris Evans as an actor. Yeah. And I love Toy Story. Right. But it's a toy. Like, why can't Tim Allen just come back? It's not a toy. I don't know if it was a joke, but specifically Chris Evans tweeted that he's playing the character in which the toy is based on. Buzz Lightyear, the actual space ranger. Really? Yeah. That's weird. That's what I got as an impression. He could have been joking. Mm. I don't think so, though. I, like I, I read the, the he wrote a tweet because I think people were upset that Tim Allen wasn't coming back, but it's I not just, Tim Allen because it's such an iconic voice. Like like Buzz Lightyear, Tim Allen is you know he is that character. But I don't think it is that character. I think that that's what's so interesting about it is the fact that can we see the guy that the toy is based on? That can be interesting. If it was a series, it better better bloody be Tim Allen. If it was the to- like a Toy Story, it's toys. But you think it's going to be like actual space adventures and stuff? Yeah. Okay. This could be interesting. Okay. You know what? Maybe I'm going to change my mind a bit. I'll, I'll wait until I see it. I, like I if I was Chris Evans the and they're like, you're going to replace Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear. 
I would have said no. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's Tim Allen. It's literally an iconic voice. Here's a from my trillion dollars. I don't know how young Tim Allen. Uh, Tim Allen. I don't know how young Chris Evans is. I don't know if it would have been from his childhood. But Toy Story is like 1995. Four, yeah, five. something like that. But anyways. Yeah, if he was any kind of fan of Toy Story, I don't think he would have done that. But regardless, yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited for that because of that element that Chris Evans seemed to claim that it's about Buzz Lightyear, the actual guy, not, not the, toy. the toy. Okay, yeah, th- that could be an interesting premise. I'm actually curious about that now. That cha- I just changed my mind. I just changed my mind right on air on this recording on this podcast. You, I'm changing it. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it, folks. I've changed his mind. Let's go to the next bit of this. Hold up. Pinocchio and Peter Pan and Wendy. Do you have anything to say about that? Uh, no. <laughs> just skip it then. All right then. On to the next bit of this very large news story. In regards to Star Wars, CEO Bob Chappick and compadres announced a special event series called Lando that is set to follow fan favorite Star Wars character Lando Calrissian. They also declared that they would be creating two more Disney Plus TV series to be released in the next few years. Specifically... The first is meant to follow Anakin Skywalker's Jedi Padawan, Ahsoka Tano. And the second, titled Rangers of the Republic, is set in the same time period as The Mandalorian. Additionally, they announced that Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins had been hired on to direct the 2023 Star Wars film Rogue Squadron, and that actor Hayden Christensen would reprise his role as Darth Vader in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi event series titled Kenobi. Thoughts on this, Adrian? So... Real quick, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my my, I'm gonna start off with a disappointment. Oh, okay. This almost confirms that we're probably not gonna get that Ryan Johnson trilogy. Oh, you think so? I think so. Because it wasn't announced. Yeah, this is an assumption, but I I feel like that's probably the case. Possible? They didn't. I didn't go through everything here. So just keep in mind, audience, that if I missed something, there was a lot of news. And yeah, so they I, meant, they they announced Taika Waititi. Well, they already announced that before, so yeah. I didn't put that in. Because they already said that was happening apparently before. And so I just left it out. But Taika Waititi, director Taika Waititi, who directed Thor Ragnarok. And is going to be directing Thor the Fourth Thor. Right. Thor Love and Thunder is directing a Star Wars movie to come out sometime. But there's, there's so far in the future that like it's... But, but that's the thing. Like they did mention that in this, in this investor's call. And they left out the... Um... But maybe that's after that. Because the Star Wars movies got pushed because of Avatar. Ah, uh, true So that. I have a feeling that hmm. it's so far forward that if even if it's happening it may not be happening but we'll see those game of thrones guys ain't making those movies that's for sure you know what's an omission here no uh in this announcement of a star wars is anything to do with the old republic or like way back even yeah they're, they're really keeping sorry, it in is this... the old republic the old old sorry i can't remember now no it is the old republic knights of the old republic well any of the stuff way back the yeah. stuff where then jedi and seth were like fighting each other and where they were just best pals were they no. I don't think they were ever best no, pals. No, they were but never best pals. The idea of having like leagues of Jedi and leagues of Sith, that seems to not be something you're diving into. They're they're all in this, as you say, small universe syndrome. I don't hate that, by the way. I'm okay with small universe syndrome in a, in a capacity because can you really have small universe syndrome when you're going anywhere in a galaxy? You can take place in, I don't know, the same time period or or whatever that's not really small universe depending on what angle you take the weird one what to me i think was a spin-off rangers of the republic which is probably the one i'm least interested in i because we're watching the mandalorian anyway and it seems like it's a spin-off directly off of that it looks like it's gonna star cara dune that's what it seemed like to me mm-hmm. i was like do i want that like no, i'm okay she's... with 
the stories they're already telling in The Mandalorian and who's show running this? Because like the showrunners in charge of The Mandalorian are one of the reasons it's brilliant. Like Dave Filoni and John Favreau have it like going on. They know what they're doing. They're hiring the right directors and creators, and that's the beauty of it. Is John Favreau involved in Rangers of the Republic? Are they milking this? Like don't go too far. Don't go too far. Like I agree. That's kind of one of my biggest worries about this whole scenario it just seems almost too much which yeah. is weird to say because quality is what we want over quantity exactly it's weird to say though because i'm definitely a hypocrite all the marvel stuff i'm like oh yeah this is perfect but it's because they've already built a universe like that where everything is connected and there's you know so many plot lines going on at the same time this almost feels like they're trying to mimic that the effect th- that effect. The effect of the marvel cinematic universe and i, don't I can know see if that star wars really fits in that can sort handle of thing. It. Yeah. Can they I, handle I, it? I don't know if I want that much Star Wars. Again, I'm okay with it if it's good. Like, again, that's why, again, I was talking highly about the Andor series because I like Diego Luna and I like the idea of a smuggler series that would kind of reminisce or get back to the concept of Star Wars 1313, the game that was canceled. That's what I'm thinking that's like. It was that moment in Rogue One that, again, Cassian Andor is a part of. Again, this Andor series, I think it's coming out this year next year next year 2021 uh, but, i think yeah late next year but regardless they're diving into his storyline it was that there was that gritty moment in rogue one in which he kills i think he just kills a guy do you remember that yeah it's, it's like pretty much his introduction in the movie right you're like oh this who is this guy and, like, oh, and that's why I, i'm interested in it because it was that aspect of the the seedy elements of the star wars world if they can do that like well even like the title sequence if you look at the Andor title title card it looks like that might be what we're in for and that's what i'm excited for because we haven't really seen that too much so that's cool but again range of the republic i mean i don't have much to go on but it's i don't know again and also cara dune is uh in my opinion one of the least compelling characters like her character in the mandalorian i don't really love her and i don't find her a particularly particularly great actress either she's not phenomenal like she i don't dislike her though i think she's like probably the worst actor in like whenever show yeah there's moments where she delivers lines a little clunkily i mean she was initially an mma mma fighter i believe i know there's a lot of controversy around her currently as well apparently oh is there i don't know yeah there's uh something about her like mimicking um like people putting their pronouns in their twitter bio and stuff and she is i think she's like a she was a trump supporter so i know people were upset at her about that again i don't really care well that's not you support yeah who cares like support who you want uh but most recently uh she's like she came out as like against the covid vaccine and stuff like that too no so that was another thing i'm not i'm not a fan of that whole thing but again teach their own well yeah i don't i don't even know if this is about cara dune it's just it came off that way from the description yeah i'm wrong and the one to correct us on this might be next week uh kenneth Saddlebauer email because he's a big Star Wars fan and I'm sure he paid close attention to this news. Yeah, uh, but I do I do agree with you that it's easily the one I'm least excited for. I arguably do not care about it. Yeah, that's fair. What about uh, Hayden Christensen in the new Kenobi series? What do you think about that? I'm very excited for that. I know Hayden Christensen gets a lot of like flack. He's not great in Attack of the Clones, but I truly love the Re- Revenge of the Sith, and I think. He does a. It was the revenge of Hayden Christensen's acting. Yeah, he he does a great came back job. Back and force. Yeah, he, pun intended. I hope I so. Know. I hope so. I don't know. You you tell um, me. But uh, I I find yeah I, I really love him as Darth Vader. Honestly, I know we don't get much of him, but I love 
him as Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. So he I'm really glad he's coming back. I'm he sure wasn't he's excellent, excellent, but he no. was, he was yeah. good. But I, I'm really glad that he is getting his, another opportunity to do this. And him and Ewan McGregor, they have great chemistry together on screen. So I hope they can bring that into this series. I'm very excited. This is the one I am most excited they for. They foreshadowed a duel. They did. Another duel mm-hmm. between Anakin and Kenobi. So that Which I don't know if it's a plot line, a plot hole or not. Would I, that be a plot hole? Because I, I feel like they haven't... I mean, I guess, I guess they don't directly reference it in A New Hope, but it was my no, understanding so. that uh, Obi-Wan was just in hiding for 20 plus years on Tatooine. Or 30 years on Tatooine. never say that, though. No? Not that I recall. Um, well, most notably is I'm curious if he's going to be called Obi-Wan in this because in, in A New Hope, he specifically says, like, Obi-Wan, I haven't heard that name in over 30 years. Well, I think maybe by the end of the series, he, uh, oh, over 30 years. Yeah. Oh. Something along those lines. I'm pretty sure that's the line. He probably creates, like, a, an alias. Yeah. Because he's trying to avoid the Empire. So uh, I'm curious about that. I hope I hope it doesn't create any plot holes. But, again, we got Roger Skywalker, and it's garbage movie. I created a bunch of plot holes, and that movie sucks. What about Lando? Any, any interest in that? No. It seems to be, uh, I think it's being created by the creators behind the Netflix series, Dear White People, which is interesting. I didn't watch I didn't that, watch that show. kind of well-regarded. So that's I know it's well-reviewed. It's yeah. Donald Glover, right? No, they didn't announce that. That was a weird thing. So they didn't announce Billy D. Williams or Donald Glover, as far as I saw, for mm. that so far. But I'm sure they'll, they'll get into it. Again, this is these, a lot of these series are coming out in a while. And then Patty Jenkins for Rogue Squadron. That's kind of interesting because it would if it's a show just about dog fighting, like X Wing fighting, that would be kind of neat. A movie, you mean? A movie, sorry. Yeah. Did I say show? Yeah, I think so. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a film just about that. It could be kind of cool. That would be really cool. I, I wouldn't be, uh, again, that's kind of still a small universe because it's, it's really stuck in. That's what the weird thing about this is that they've, they've announced so many shows, a lot of shows, TV series for Star Wars, but none of them go far back it's so weird yeah it all takes place either between revenge of the sith and a new hope or odd. return of the jedi and like those cinematics for the old republic the force awakens the old republic video game are really remarkable people love those cinematics they're really really well built. they're like, awesome they were designed to sell the game and people really like the idea of that why wouldn't you try to go back a little bit for some for any show i'm good with all the shows you're doing fine it's all good but why are you why are you sticking to this what's it's like safe we know that people like this, so we're gonna do this. It's interesting. They gotta be careful with the Lando series, just because the Solo movie didn't do too well. You mean I, the Han Solo Solo movie called Solo? Was I like story? Solo. Did you like Solo? It's fine. I really did like it. Actually, it grew on me over time. I, the only thing that I didn't like, and I think we talked about this on our previous podcast, if I recall, but when Darth Maul, oh, just opens up his uh, lightsaber. lightsaber. That that pissed me off. What a ridiculous thing yeah. to do. It's like, like we dude, know you have a lightsaber. We're, you're Darth Maul. And it's like, hey, just in case you guys didn't know, this was fucking Darth Maul with arguably the most unique face in all of Star Wars. You're like, at least the movies. My lightsaber still works. Hey, guys, remember my uh, my dual-bladed lightsaber? I'm, I'm intimidating. That was fan service only. Yeah, that I know. Was that, only that, that was quite service. frustrating. But other than that, yeah, it's a pretty decent movie. I liked it, and... I hope I don't know I I really wish I get to see I almost wish it was a Han Solo series. I agree. I think Alden I like Alden Eichenreich Eric Eric Yeah, Aiken. yeah. Aaron Reich. 
I think yeah, I think, he's really good. He he actually really did a great job encapsulating uh, Harrison. So Ford. did Donald Glover, by the way. I agree completely. They both did a great job. I hope they bring both of them into this. But I hope again, they're both. Yeah, maybe this is going to be the Lando centric series with Han Solo. That'd be really cool. That'd be neat. So you got to put a pull. Maybe even pull in um, Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, Sorry. dude, I was literally going to say Daenerys. Why don't we know her name? Then? I don't know. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Perfect. Yeah, it would be cool if they bring her back too. Mm-hmm. And then Darth Maul. Ooh. Ooh. Will Darth Maul be in the Kenobi series? What do you think? I don't think so. They've already had that mashup in uh, Star Wars Rebels. They had that mashup. Like Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. They, I, I think they meet each other again in rebels like for the first time since phantom menace i might be wrong i never watched rebels but i know that's like they meet then yeah but then why not meet in live action i imagine that this is not going to be rebels is canon it is yeah so it's a weird thing about i don't really i wish they that's the only thing well again the the animated series and the the bad batch as well which they announced previously but now they released a trailer for it the trailer for the bad batch looked great it looks cool it looks cool yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious how that's going to work. Finally, we didn't talk much about uh, the Ahsoka Tano series. Is that going to be show run by Dave Filoni? Did they announce that? Because that is his character. He created Ahsoka. I don't know. I didn't I didn't read that. There, again, there was so much news. I might have glanced over some things because it's just so much. But I know that that series is coming out. I'm things, excited for things that. Things can also change because talk, they're talking like in terms of four years like they're this is up to 2024 is there plans for up to 2024 I mean, so. we never got that in humans movie we got that great show instead i was thinking also would they ever dive back into like they did with we talked about alden erinrank and donald glover playing their you know playing obviously the characters of han solo and lando calrissian respectively right. years later and obviously they were played initially by different characters would they ever do the same thing with luke skywalker and would they ever cast Sebastian, Sebastian Stan? Stan. Jinx, I, I always kind of wanted to mention that, but I feel like this is the time to mention it. I was thinking about Rogue Squadron and how I think, uh, if I'm recalling correctly, Rogue Squadron is the name of Skywalker's squadron, the X-Wing squadron. Yeah, with um, like I don't think they're going to do... I don't think this movie is about... Yeah. I don't think this movie is about Skywalker at all. But it would be kind of neat if they could bring in Skywalker in some show, because he's around in some of these... Periods like he's around in the Mandalorian. We just don't see him. Imagine they bring Sebastian Stan back or Stan back in it, and they mm. have him play Skywalker. That'd I wonder really if that's cool. a sacred character though, and they wouldn't do that. I'm curious. I would like to. Han Solo is kind of sacred though, isn't he? Yeah, I I would almost argue he's more sacred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. The Ahsoka Tano series though, I'm I'm quite excited for as well. You are interesting because yeah. that's that really that's really small universe syndrome and that is because uh, you see a lot of ahsoka tano specifically in clone, clone wars. wars so you could just literally watch that show if you really i'm going to, to see uh, i've character. decided i'm gonna watch all of clone wars i don't know when but i'm gonna it's just watch a lot it. it's an endeavor I, I, I i've thought about it too it's just it's a lot and i know there's like an abridged version that cuts out all like the fluff i don't know if it's worth it though you talked about this in a previous podcast yeah. i don't know i think just watch if you're gonna watch it just watch it just go all in baby no half measures I watched the Clone Wars movie, yeah. which is like, it's awful. I think I watched that too, and I didn't like good. it that much. It, that one was like a genuinely a children's movie. I was like, wow, this is boring. That's when they introduced yeah. Ahsoka, and I was like, this character sucks. And then obviously many years later. Well, Dave Filoni got better at what he did, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, that's the one thing is like uh, the Clone Wars had growing pains, but by the end of it, it is top tier Star Wars. Arguably the best Star Wars, some would say. Do you recall if Dave Filoni's creating the bad batch like is he heavily involved 
Mm, I don't know, actually. I don't look into that. Because if he isn't, that'd be Dave Baloney. If he isn't, that'd be Dave Baloney. <laughs> You're hilarious. I love how you repeated it twice while I'm looking looking this up here. You had to really, like, I said a joke. You better listen to me, you bastard. Write into us at splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com to let me know if that was a great joke or not. That's all I gotta say. Great joke. Not great joke. If you are gonna write a not great joke, don't even bother, though. You're fired. You're fired from writing in. You're banned. Okay, I have found it here. The Bad Batch is executive produced by Dave Filoni. I don't know how involved he is, though, based on this, so we'll have to find out. Hopefully, he's heavily involved because, again, everything he seems to touch, including the directed episode of The Mandalorian in Season 2. What a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Great vision. Like, And it felt kind of like The Clone Wars from what I've seen of The Clone Wars and some of the elements of the way it's shot. Interesting. Very interesting direction style. Let's move on to the next and the last part of this news about Disney's Investor's Day announcement, if you're ready. Are you ready, Adrian? No. I haven't used my line yet. Well, that's too bad. No. Last but certainly not least, Disney CEO Bob Chappick and Marvel Studios chief Kevin Feige made a remarkable number of Marvel film and TV show announcements. First off, the Loki TV series is set to premiere on Disney Plus in May 2021 and will star actors Owen Wilson and Gugu Mbatha-Raw alongside Marvel veteran Tom Hiddleston. They also announced that the Nick Fury-centered Disney Plus TV series would be called Secret Invasion and would star Ben Mendelsohn in a reprisal of his role as Talos from the Captain Marvel film. Additionally, the next film installment of the Ant-Man franchise has been named Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium, and Guardians of the Galaxy character Groot will star in his own Disney Plus TV series aptly entitled I Am Groot. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn is working on a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special for holiday 2022 that he calls one of his favorite stories ever. Actor Don Cheadle will also reprise his role as Avenger James Rhodes, aka War Machine, in a Disney Plus series called Armor Wars based upon the comic book series of the same name. On the topic of Iron Man suits, another TV series called Ironheart, following the genius inventor Riri Williams, in her creation of an incredibly advanced suit of armor, is also in production at Disney+. And finally, Disney confirmed that the late Chadwick Boseman will not be recast for his role as T'Challa, a.k.a. the Black Panther, for Ryan Coogler's upcoming Black Panther 2. Adrian, there's a lot. There's a lot here. I think there's some things not here as well. There's a lot to yeah. unpack. Yeah, there, yeah, you didn't bring up the Miss Marvel series. You didn't bring up Captain Marvel two. You didn't. Well, Miss Marvel, we've already. We've already I know, known. I know. I'm just saying, like, yeah, like that's there's, what I'm. That's what just, I mean. There's so much more, detail. more. There's like other detail, like She Hulk. That was actually when I, I, I was kind of like, should I add this? They the have, story is so massive. Yeah. She Hulk is going to star Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth. Mark uh, Ruffalo is going to reprise his role as Bruce Banner, Tatiana. and Tim Roth is playing Abomination. Yeah. Tatiana Maslany, who's already announced as She Hulk. Is obviously in it. I don't think she was announced. She was just rumored. This is like the actual confirmation because oh, she, she specifically said that she isn't. She like came out a few months ago and she's like, "No, I'm not She Hulk or whatever." Really? Because we announced 100%. it on the podcast. You didn't disagree with it then. I, again, it, it, the it was rumored. It was rumored, and I we think didn't it do is rumored. Confirmed. I don't think so. Hmm. I think we did. Maybe I'm wrong. She was in talks. Like, it, was, it was like advanced talks for it. Yeah, I think there was sources. It was variety or deadline. We weren't. There's no. We got this covered. Sources. We were. But regardless, who cares? What do you think about all of this? I think for one thing, actually, the first thing I'll just ask is like thoughts on Armor Wars. Um, it's the start. Cool. Uh, real quick, your segues in that story was top tier, man. Top tier. That was oh, fantastic. thanks. That was that was brilliant writing. 
<laughs> that's brilliant writing. Sure, I'll, I'll take it. Um, oh, yeah, I guess let's start in the middle. Armor Wars, pretty cool. So the concept of that is uh, Tony Stark's tech gets into the wrong hands. Yeah. And Tony Stark has to stop it. Obviously, Tony Stark being dead. We have uh, James Rhodes taking over. I really like Don Cheadle as an actor. I Me think too. War Machine, uh, James Rhodes is a fantastic character. I think he does a great job in it. I'm definitely into it. I find it weird. I, I honestly don't think I would have expected this to happen. I'm not too sure why, but I'm all in. I'm I'm all in. Uh, One of the everything they started, by the way, with this first as the question for you, Armor Wars, is because Iron Man started it all. And we got no Tony Stark, and now we got these suits in the wrong hands. And I'm so happy Don Cheadle is still being utilized in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. It's cool that he's not just kicked to the curb like, I don't know, we only needed you for Tony Stark. You know what I mean? It's nice that he's still in the loop. Yeah, he's going to be taking center stage in this, obviously. But yeah, I'm quite I'm quite excited for this. Honestly, everything about this I'm very excited for. And this is what, kind of what I was talking about, me being a hypocrite, of uh, talking about stars. Like, this is way too much. And they announced probably just as much, if not more, Marvel stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm all in all of this. I want all of this. Again, Some of these could be bad. Like, it's it could be. They haven't had a miss yet, though. So I'm fairly confident. Well, I don't really like Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3. So the, the reason why I, I, like, yeah. I don't hate or them, the but Incredible. I just find that Iron Man 3 is an example. Is just, it, it starts to get not boring, but it's almost like you're stretching it kind of thing. And I hope that Armor Wars isn't that. Like, I, There's something about some of the... Like the worst thing about Iron Man 2 is the ending boss battle where suits or fight suits of armor are fighting each other. Iron Man 3, sorry. Iron Man 2. No, no, I'm talking about the ending fight with Rhodes and Tony Stark they're oh, fighting. Oh, Whipman. Yeah. Uh yeah, with Whipman in his big suit. Like yeah. it just seems like big big metal bash. Like you're, it's just like Rock'em Sock'em robots at the end usually. It's pretty cool when you put it like that. It, it's kind of cool, but it seemed it, I that was a that to me is probably the worst fight scene in the MCU. Like I just I'm always bored. The Iron Man three fight scene, at least it was there was elements of interest there. It, it felt like I don't know there was a lot to lose and there's it was a possibility of losing. It didn't feel like Rhodey and Stark were gonna lose that fight. I don't know. There was something about that. That fight was not my favorite for sure. Do you think they're gonna bring back uh, Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer? I think that's rumored now actually. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance that yeah that might happen. Sam Rockwell's really cool. So I love be... Sam Rockwell as an actor. Yeah, so that'd be cool. I, w- I would love to have him back. Yeah, that would be neat for sure. And then there's the idea of not only are they doing Armor Wars, but a completely different series, Ironheart. You yes. think they would just kind of incorporate the two? I wonder if Riri Williams is going to be in Armor Wars and I think she's they going to spin will. off to Ironheart. That would be kind of neat. I, I think that is going to happen. It's it's interesting because Ironheart is, I think, the newest Marvel comic book character in the MCU now. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh. I know Miss Marvel's relatively recent, but I'm pretty sure Riri Williams is more recent. I think that's only like a few years old, whereas Miss Marvel, I think, is about a decade old Okay. at this point. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's really cool. I think that's interesting. Um, again, it's adding a little bit more of a diverse cast. You know, uh, Riri Williams is a black woman. Um, so that's always cool. You know, add a little bit more diversity into this world and have have a larger diverse cast of characters yeah i don't necessarily think the mcu really suffered yeah really suffered with uh like or had any issues with having a diverse cast of characters but yeah if you look at the, uh the, only the first avengers can... cast they're all white people like all of them for sure there's that problem yeah. again the way they really started about, it but... and then the fact that they black widow never got a movie until like 
way too late. Like, yeah. I was expecting it after the first Avengers movie, but it didn't happen. And it was mm. just so strange because people really did seem to want it. I wanted it. Yeah, man. I was Definitely. I was interested in that. And that never happened. And so the, there was the first female-led Marvel movie was Captain Marvel. It was a long way out. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, kind that's of actually pretty crazy. a little bit problematic. Yeah. And so they, they're trying to course correct that and make that a lot more diverse, which is which is good. Because that, that was that was a little bit problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch all the trailers? The Loki trailer and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer? I did. And what did you think of them? Uh, both awesome. So really cool. There's this... Um, I don't even know if I want to say this because I feel like I'm just going to butcher it. But there, there's this like crime that happened back in the day about this guy that hijacked a plane and stole uh, a bunch of money on it uh, off of it and then jumped out of the plane and the it, it's never been solved to this day. Oh wow. Okay. And in the Loki trailer there's a specific scene where Loki's in a plane and like hijacks it and then jumps out and oh. skydives out. You think it's referencing that? It is. It's it seems to be. I saw like a Twitter post about it because the 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 sketch drawing of that guy is a guy wearing sunglasses in a plane. Yeah, Which in a makes plane. Makes no sense. Yeah, and, okay, yeah. and Loki is wearing a pair of sunglasses in a plane in that. Cool. So it'd be that cool if that specifically was unexpected. I didn't know what this show was going to be out be, be about. I didn't know what it was going to be about, and I still don't know. Yeah, we. I think we all assumed that the Loki TV series was going to be the Loki from Endgame, like uh, grabbing the Tesseract. Yeah, and yeah, that part I understood, but where he's ended up is the, I have no the clue. moment at the end where he's wearing like a vote for Loki pin. Like as if he's running running for a political President? position. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. This just looks wild. It looks really cool. Owen Wilson's character. I'm just so interested to see what he what he's about. I agree. I feel like Owen Wilson um, had a, not necessarily a fall from grace, but he definitely just wasn't in as many movies. Yeah, and I haven't seen him in too much recently. Owen Wilson in the MCU. Like sign sign me up to go watch that movie. Yeah, That's wow. Awesome or TV series in this case. Wow. Wow, indeed. So I'm, I'm quite excited for that. That looks awesome. I'm very, very excited for all of this stuff. Um, but yeah, again, I think Tom Hiddleston, fantastic actor, and Loki's such an interesting character. My only kind of issue, not necessarily issue with this, but obviously like this is not the Loki we saw develop. Like this is pre Avengers Loki, um, so he has none of that character development. Oh yeah, he has no relationship with his brother. Like not a good relationship with his brother. Like we're missing all of those plot elements. So I'm curious how they're going to work that in. Because, again, this is not the Loki we, we saw die in Infinity War that well, we fell in love with. The good with. thing is this, is this is a TV series. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it be great now if he's in another dimension where his brother is in it and he can form another relationship over a couple episodes? Yeah, it'd be nice. It's more time. He's got more time to do it than they would have in the two movies in which they did kind of form a better relationship. So it, it could the, happen. Three movies. Form, three movies. Thor Ragnarok and then... And this, what do you mean? Well, the first Thor. Yeah, that doesn't count. Thor two, and then because we. That, oh yeah, you're right. Loki's, sorry. Yeah, dude, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. God damn it. Two, right? Am I right? Yeah, you dark, are. Right. Dark World, Thor, the Dark Thor. Well, and uh, yeah, I guess and, Infinity War. I guess, but not really. Yeah, it's Infinity quick. War is like he. He's dead right away. Spoilers. That is so sad. Yeah, I know. Man, that was one of those ones where he actually had a redeeming moment. Loki's such an interesting character. So again. Hopefully they do this one right because this is a uh, this is cool and Tom Hiddleston is phenomenal. So I think they will. I think they will do this right. Cool. And then uh, sorry, real quick, we just because we briefly talked about She Hulk in the announcement for She Hulk, they also mentioned that they're going to bring back some unexpected characters. Unexpected who? They, they didn't announce it. They just said unexpected characters. My guess. Oh wow. Okay. 
Daredevil. Bring back Charlie Cox. This would be why the perfect is that your time. Guess? I'm so curious. The reason why is because She-Hulk is a lawyer. Who else is a lawyer? Oh, Charlie Cox, Daredevil. Wow. I think that'd be a good crossover. That'd be unbelievable. And then you just bring that's uh, opens the door for Vincent D'Onofrio's uh, Kingpin Wilson, Wilson yeah. Fisk. I, I think that'd be a that'd be a great way to bring him back in because again there was like some rumors and speculation like oh maybe charlie cox is again it's just it's not rumors it literally was just people just saying that charlie cox might be in spider-man 3 i i definitely don't think that, that will happen should not happen that won't happen i don't want that to happen anyway it's too much yeah, it's too much there's, uh, no, there's no relevance you're just gonna add him in for yeah it's like adding venom in but this, yeah, but this one I I think that would be the perfect way to bring like fold that Netflix MCU, the Netflix cinematic universe, the Netflix universe back into this. Yeah, the problem with the Netflix universe, I don't know how much we've talked about this on this podcast, but the it's so gritty and it's rated R. So I'm a little worried about that concept and can this Daredevil this this new Daredevil or I think they could fold him in. The interesting, but even the other characters, can they fold them in? But also have the show that is a standalone show. If they bring back the Daredevil show, will it be on Disney Plus? Because it can't so, survive on a as a rated R show. I think so. So di- haven't you heard about Disney Plus doing a eighteen plus option for oh, all are? regions other than the U.S.? Was that part of this announcement? No, this this was separate. I I, I remember is reading it a rumor. About it. Hmm, it might be a rumor only. Because okay, so. The problem with that, okay, I understand. Yeah, Disney Plus, actually, these are a bunch of like random sites, though. The, the issue with this is they just had their investors day, and they announced it. Mm. The announcements were for until twenty twenty four. So, when are they going to yeah, do it? It's a lot then? of it, it's speculation. So, it, yeah, it would have been great if there was some way to do it. But can you put Disney on the name and make anything rated R? I think no. I don't yeah. think you can, and so I don't know what the deal is with that. They have that other thing, Star, the other streaming service that's in other regions that aren't the U.S. and, and Canada. Regions that don't have Disney Plus have Star, but Star arguably can position itself to have rated R content. But Disney, I don't think if you have the name Disney, you can put that in there according to their their old branding techniques. So yeah. I'm not sure. It's a, it's a weird one, but it would be cool because, again, you really do need the grittiness of the Daredevil TV series to really do it justice because that's what was so great. Or that's not what it was so great, why it was so great, but it was one of the elements that made it so great. Yeah, it made it unique. It, it was something that we never expected from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was like an HBO superhero show. Probably. Yeah. So I, I would really love that. I just wanted to add that real quick. Sorry. For sure. Um, as well, the James Gunn holiday special. What do you make of that? That's really cool. I, I really like this. I think that's a neat idea. It, they'll probably just film it while they're filming Guardians 3. It's the same cast. It's the same director. They can probably just pan this one out real quick. And James Gunn seems excited about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm more than down for this he, one. He's said that basically he was trying to get Kevin Feige to do this for years, almost as a joke, but it's one of his favorite stories he's ever written. So I'm just I'm so curious what this is going to be. The weird one about this, the weird thing to me was that they're announcing this now and it's coming out in 2022? We're going into Christmas now. Yeah, it's two years away. Like what? I get it. They're announcing everything now. So I understand. But it's like it's a Christmas special. How good it, could it be? But then I read the James Gunn post. I think it was on Instagram. And when she says, I've been bothering Kevin Feige for years to get this made. Um, and it's one of my favorite stories, so I'm intrigued. I wonder if Color he's gonna, me intrigued. I wonder if he's going to try to parody the Star Wars holiday special, in a way. I, I almost feel like that's why he wants well, to do this. that's why I was worried. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to... 
repeat of the Star Wars. Holiday well, I don't special. think it's going to be that bad. I think he, he I think it's going to be self aware enough. Right. It'll just mention that. Yeah. Maybe because actually Chris Pratt's Star Lord actually watched it as mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah. Because it was in the yeah. 80s. So yeah, that actually good call. works. Yeah, that's a that's good. That's your call. You made it's that my call. call. Good I job, Adrian. Thanks, what a, man. What a prediction. Um, the, uh, sorry. Sorry, do you have more on the? Gardens? No, no, no. I, I was just going to segue into the the Groot series, the I Am Groot series. Oh, sure, yeah. Because we're on the topic of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like this could be cute. This is one of those like, can it be good? Like, it's just going to be a character just saying I am Groot over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, I'm sure it's going to be adorable. What is it? The baby a, version, the teenage version, or the regular version? Is it a prequel? I'm not too sure. And is this like an actual TV series or is this like mini episodes? Like I thought. Oh, sorry. It was supposed to be mini episodes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I didn't put much detail in that. So. Okay, cool. Just want to clarify that. I think that's going to be adorable. I'm, I'm quite excited for this. I'm just curious what versions of Groot it's going to be, but yeah. I would like it to be cool. just different ages, just a bunch of different ones, different ages. Obviously there'll, there'll be cameos in it. I wonder if they're bringing Vin Diesel back or if they oh, just, for sure. or if they already have all the lines. Like, I mean, how many different ways can you say I'm Groot? Oh, lots. That James Gunn claims there's lots. Like he 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 tells Vin Diesel what he's actually saying every time he says "I am Groot" to make it very clear that there's lines there that you just can't see as the audience. But he's definitely trying to say the correct inflection Line. of "I am Groot." Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Secret Wars has been rumored for years. Years it's been rumored as a potential movie that was going to come out to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now it's happening as the Fury, the Nick Fury TV series with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you make of that? I'm I'm very excited for this. I love Ben Mendelsohn as Talos. Yeah, sure, sure. I really love Ben Mendelsohn as an actor, and I feel like he's always made out to be a vi- like he's usually a villain in everything he's in. So when I saw him as Talos in trickery. Captain Marvel, Marvel, and then you realize partway through the movie he's actually a good guy. Yeah, yeah. It was smart. It was shocking, and I really, I really loved his character. He adds a lot of levity, and I think his chemistry with Nick Fury is going is is, is going to be great. I'm I'm for very sure. excited for this. Yeah, um, this is a good one. Yeah, th- this one's a really neat series. Again, this is one of those we'll just have to wait and see. It's quite a ways away, I'm sure. But uh, th- I guess this is what the after credit scene in Spider Man Far From Home was all referencing. About. Yeah. yeah, we we all assumed that it was going to be a movie. But yeah, I'm almost happier that it's a series because yeah, I, I feel like he it's might have be... been in Captain Marvel too, like Samuel L. Jackson's like Nick Fury. Because I mean, Captain Marvel is kind of a planet hopper. Yeah, like she's all over multiple galaxies. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe she was going to be in the galaxy where Nick Fury was, and there's going to be another road movie. The two of them. I mean, that still could happen. But I think that that was the they teed up this series instead. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I know with Captain Marvel 2, like the Ms. Marvel TV series is supposed to lead directly into that. Which is also really cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm quite excited about that too. Um, yeah, man, again, all of these announcements are really, really great. Yeah, yeah. The, what, what else have we missed? What, I, oh, yeah, I guess the... Uh, do you have anything else to say about the Secret Invasion series? Secret Invasion? No, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the next thing... La- and I guess the second last thing on this that we haven't talked about is the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Manium. Oh, yeah. I don't like that name all that much. It's hard. To, it's just hard to say. <laughs> I'm good with it because, I again, they're, they're really, you know, setting us up for what it's about. They're setting this world... I think they're setting up the MCU now. The big thing is not a threat to our universe because you can't... Again, you can't top a threat to the universe unless you top it with a threat to multiple interconnected 
multi-dimensional, like a multi multiverse. And so that's the advantage. They're really teeing that concept up. That I think that the quantum manium, like the quantum realm, somehow allowed them to travel through time. I don't understand the science behind it. It's a little, <laughs> sure, it's a little fuzzy, but that concept is being built into Doctor Strange, the new Doctor Strange movie, and mm-hmm. the Multiverse of Madness is literally called that. And I think they're going to build it into Ant-Man. So they're really building into that concept of potentially multiple versions of these characters in multiple universes and how they play off of each other and what threat might be threatening all of the universes as opposed to just the one. Yeah, this one seems interesting. I think Peyton Reed has proven himself to be a great director. I I love Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I, I think they're both very funny. Again, Paul Rudd is just such a charismatic individual yeah man. you just love seeing him on I just screen watch another ant-man for paul rudd i don't care what it's about yeah He's honestly a great job yeah and uh yeah i think this can be really awesome they're bringing back all all the cast yeah um which is a great cast exactly yeah 100 percent. this is going to be a good time i feel like uh it almost feels like this one's going to be more serious than the rest, but I, I just feel like with Paul Rudd there, he's going to add that oh, no. perfect amount of levity because they're well, bringing in every King. Marvel movie is funny to some extent anyway. Yes, yeah, de- definitely. I feel like Ant Man, Ant Man, and like Guardians of the Galaxy are like those two uh, Marvel series lines franchises that are definitely the more com- comedic than the and rest. Thor, Ragn- uh, Thor, now. Thor, the fourth Thor. Honestly, Thor, Thor is Ra- maybe the Thor funniest one. Thor Ragnarok. I agree. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm all in, man. Oh, another thing I didn't mention here at all. Um, I mean, Thor the f- uh, fifth Thor. No, Thor the fourth. Thor the Thor. fourth. It is Thor the fourth. I don't know why I added a five. Thor. Not sure. Thor. Thor the. Thor the fourth Thor. Thor the Gorth Thor, because we've got Gore, the what is it, the Planet Eater or whatever. Christian Bale has been cast officially as Gore. Actually, I think it's the 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 God Butcher. The God Butcher. Uh, the villain in that movie, Thor: Love and Thunder. Thor the so, fourth Thor with Gore. Thor, the, that would have been better. Thor yeah, the fourth. I, Thor I, with I really Gore. botched my weird. And they're bringing back Sif as well. Wordplay. They're bringing back Sif. Oh, they are. Yeah. Lady Sif. Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't see that announcement, but oh. the yeah. Gore thing is interesting because he's pretty formidable. I think. Well, again, in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumanium, they, they're bringing back King the Conqueror, or they're bringing in King the Conqueror, which oh, yeah. is yeah, we announced that before. Yeah, which is like a, a, we a huge villain. Before 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 Yeah, and he's 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 like a Thanos level threat. Like he's a yeah, time time Crazy. person. So Ooh. I think they're gonna really Ooh. they're gonna do a good job with that bringing him in because I assume the reason he's coming by, by is because it's like hey like what the what the hell guys you guys did a bunch of time traveling that's my thing right he's just jealous. so uh, he's just so, a jealous man yeah so I'm here to end the end the universe end the quantum universe you know cool man and then uh, I guess the final thing on this is uh, Chadwick Boseman not being re- recast for Black Panther two yeah. Which again, his final appearance is going to be in the What If series as him as Star Lord, which is pretty cool. Cool. Um, he plays him. Yeah. He, he voiced him. Yeah. Oh, he already did the voice work for. He him. did. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's his final appearance in, I guess, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, it's still such a tragedy that we like like he died at such a young age. I know. Yeah. Um, and it's nice that it's rough. I hope they honor him properly. I know they will. Like I'm confident they will. Yeah. I just don't want like a, some sort of CGI, you know, like Paul Walker sort of situation that they did in Fast 7. I didn't watch it. Apparently they did a good job and like his brother took the place. But 
I do know like it was jarring at some points in that. I, I don't really want that. Yeah, um, I'm curious how they're going to handle it. Yeah, you're Me right. too. It's um, an interesting one. It's a tough position to be in. Definitely. So I'm, I'm curious where it's going to go. And again, I, I, it's still so sad that he passed away. It's awful. Yeah, it's rough. But yeah, I guess... Uh, I That's it. Yeah, man. We're done the news. Yeah, man. We tried to get through that as quick as possible, but it's still a lot. It, dude, it was that's a so ton. Much. It was a ton. Uh, thanks for bearing with us. Write into us at splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com if you've got any insights on this great Disney announcement. Um, great as in large. Some things weren't the greatest, like the premier access. But yeah, let's, uh, let's get on to the montage. The sequence good, of baby. our show. In which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one, as reported by Deadline, Indiana Jones 5 will be directed by Ford vs. Ferrari director James Mangold. We'll see Harrison Ford return and will begin shooting in June of 2021. I haven't watched any of the Indiana Jones movies, but uh, I definitely will before this one comes out because I love James Mangold as a director. Number two. As followed by Deadline, an Alien TV series adaptation is coming to Network FX. The show will have original Alien director Ridley Scott's seal of approval and Fargo series creator Noah Hawley hired on as showrunner. That is amazing. I am very excited for that. I think Alien and Aliens are fantastic movies, and I think Noah Hawley, again, he's brilliant. Number three. As reported by Variety, an Enchanted movie sequel is coming to Disney Plus called Disenchanted, and we'll see Amy Adams reprise her role as Princess Giselle. Yeah, I don't really care about that one, though. (laughs) Number four. As Variety has reported, FX TV series It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has been officially renewed for an additional four seasons that's crazy man it's already the longest running sitcom of all time if i recall and now it's uh now it's gonna now it's gonna be even longer than than the longest because it is the longest it's gonna be longer than itself number five as covered by variety a new netflix comedy tv special called death to 2020 is in development with the creators of black mirror at the helm and set to star actors samuel l jackson and hugh grant yeah yeah death to 2020 indeed 2021 is not going to be much better, I think. Hopefully it will be. We'll find out. Tune in next year when we figure it out. Number six. As reported by Deadline, Sony has given up on its admirable efforts to shop around their recently cancelled comedy one day at a time. The show had been cancelled once by Netflix and more recently on network Pop TV. I still don't know what Pop TV is. I know you told me like a week ago. I don't remember. Number seven. As reported by Variety, the recently theatrically launched movie adaptation of the video game Monster Hunter has been banned in China after supposedly containing a line thought to be a racial slur. That joke is an awful joke, and anyone that wrote that joke shouldn't be allowed to write again. Number eight. As reported by Deadline, Network CBS is currently in development of a pilot episode for a Silence of the Lambs spin-off TV series called Clarice. The series will follow agent Clarice Sterling in 1993, following the events of Silence of the Lambs. Bring back the Hannibal TV series, you you cowards. Number nine, as reported by website Collider, Amazon's animated series Invincible, based upon Robert Kirkman's graphic novel series of the same name, has added actors Mahershala Ali, John Hamm, Nicole Byer, and Jonathan Groff to the already star-studded cast list. This is arguably the best like the most all-star cast of a TV series ever. I'm not even joking. Like, I don't even think that is like hyperbole. If you look at the cast list of this show, it's genuinely unbelievable. It is. Bojack is pretty 
Yeah, that's that's pretty true crazy too. too. Yeah, that, that's true too. But like we have like quite literally multiple Oscar nominated actors and Oscar nom like Oscar winners in this show. This is un unreal. I cannot wait for Invincible. This is this is arguably my most anticipated show. Period. Cool. Number ten, as covered by Variety, Warner Media has officially concluded its investigation of Ray Fisher's allegations of abuse on set of the 2017 Justice League movie. Warner Media did not give out a ton of detail on the conclusions of the investigation, but did say that remedial actions had been taken. This is interesting because Ray Fisher mentioned uh, when Joss Whedon left his The Nevers TV series that. It was a result of this investigation. This seems to make it seem a little bit more factual. I'm, ge I'm genuinely curious. And that concludes the montage. Wow. All right, Simon, we're we're running long, so I'll just get right into it. I, I've got new releases for you. There's actually not many movies coming out this week. Really? From from what I would what I could find, I'm using my regular sources. I looked at Netflix coming soon. I look I looked at a bunch of stuff. It doesn't seem like there's too much. There's a bunch of limited releases, but again, I don't I don't leave those on because I don't know where to get them. So I'll just jump right into it. On December the 14th, we got a movie coming out. It's a Netflix original called The California Christmas. It's total shit, probably. <laughs> Next movie coming okay. out is on December the 15th. It's called The Last Blockbuster. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. It's going to be a video-on-demand movie. All I wrote in the notes was, yes, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally just about The Last block Blockbuster. Like blockbuster video like yeah, the, the blockbuster store? video oh, oh I think there's you know, one like, left the last blockbuster like no the like blockbuster movie. video the blockbuster the yeah. franchise is based upon the idea of blockbuster movies yeah so sorry. I even more like I was wondering if it was about the stores yeah oh, no it is the there stores. is still a blockbuster video open a single one this is what this is about exactly excellent yeah the next movie that is coming out is a movie called Breaking Surface. This is uh, confirmed by Movie Insider and a trailer. It's coming out on video on demand. This is a Swedish movie about two sisters who go scuba diving in this remote area only for a rock slide to ruin their trip and trap one of the sisters underwater while the other scrambles to find a solution to get her out. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. Seems pretty intense. I watched the trailer. It's all in Swedish. Ooh. But there was subtitles, so I understood what they were saying. Excellent. Yeah. The next movies that are coming out, movie, singular, is coming out uh, December 17th. This one's called An Unremarkable Christmas. It's a Netflix original movie. Uh, it's probably going to be an unremarkable movie as well. Ooh. The next movies that are coming out are all December the 18th. Are all coming out on December the 18th. The first one here is called Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's a Netflix uh, original movie. It's about Ma Rainey, a fearless blues singer who meets her band at a Chicago music studio in 1927, only to be met with high tensions, probably because the people are racist or something. Unclear. I never watched the trailer. I'm just guessing. Chadwick Boseman's last movie, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, Chadwick Boseman's in that one. Oh, man. I don't know that. I think he could get nominated for an Oscar. For this one? I think so. Yeah. I think so. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the next movie that's coming out is Monster Hunter. So initially, I thought it was coming out on Christmas Day, but no, it's coming out on December the 18th. This is confirmed by literally the Cineplex app and Movie Insider as well. We aren't getting it anywhere near us because all the theaters near us are closed. Yeah, yeah. But it just uh, happened. Like it was, uh, we just all went into the red. Uh, mm -hmm. which basically, they, that means they closed the theaters. Exactly. Although they were closed in Guelph long before that. But yeah, so that's kind of unfortunate. Uh, yeah, they're all they're all closed. Yeah, the, I'm actually pretty into the Monster Hunter movie. I know it's gonna be stupid. It looks like dumb fun though. It's just one of those movies. Every once in a while, you just want to watch something stupid. And that's I just a movie can't I believe that joke. 
Yeah. It's so. just so ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Like, Again, I, that guy if just... The, if that's the tone of the movie, like, jeez. It's going to be garbage. I can't wait. <laughs> um, uh, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Greenland. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and Google. It's one of these, like, premium video-on-demand movies. It's weird because we, like, at least on the Apple TV app, and, like, we're not getting it i guess we're not getting it here in canada maybe it's just the u.s once again i'm i'm this was confusing to me because this is everywhere it says that it's coming out on the 18th but this is a good one that I, i'm not gonna watch anyway this is so another I'm gerard butler disaster movie like one of his like 18 we saw this actually this is one of the last movies we watched in theaters this was a trailer mm-hmm. before that movie yeah apparently this is good though it's like an 80 something on rotten tomatoes oh no way yeah Oh, this good. might have been, I don't know. This would be like one of those uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies. What, what movie did we watch? We didn't watch The Tower, whatever the Skyscraper one was. It was called Skyscraper. Yeah, it was called Skyscraper. And then there's the other one. We watched the one with the giant gorilla. Oh, Rampage. Yeah, you liked it. I liked that movie. Yeah, I loved you. At the end of that movie, you were just like sitting there. I mean, you didn't talk to me, but you no, talked no. to the person next to you that relayed the message to me, of course, because we don't talk outside this podcast. No, never, never. But... Um, but yeah, you you just you're just at a smile on your face, you know. Yeah. You're just oh man, that was a great movie. It was so stupid. It was fun. It was fun. It was that, pretty stupid. That's that's one. Of the, it was pretty stupid. Every once in a while, you just want one of those dumb movies and just have a good time. It yeah, was so nonsensical. Flick. I remember th- there was specific flick in the most like really. You just have to go in knowing it's just senseless garbage. Like, you're not you're not in it for the intelligence. You, there's you don't some really have to literal plot holes and things that just don't make sense. Oh, yeah. Like characters interacting with one another. With one character never witnessing how one character deals, you know oh, what I yeah, mean? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's that like, was ridiculous. It's like, did they ever? Did they ever? Did they ever talk about this? <laughs> you know, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. Good movie though. I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final movie that's coming out is a movie called Sister of the Groom. This again was confirmed by Movie Insider and the, and the trailer itself. Another one I couldn't really find to rent anywhere through like the Apple TV app. So I don't know if we're getting it here in Canada or not. But again, both confirmed to be releasing on the 18th. This is about a comedy about a couple who try to ruin the woman's brother's relationship before the wedding. Does oh. that make sense? That makes sense. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to keep it in. That's it. That's it. We're done. Let's get out of here, man. We're done. We're done. We're done. And I thank you again for joining me. I thank you for, uh, again, getting these new releases and their dates all sorted. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. You're welcome. appreciate your efforts. you have anything to add, Adrian, at all? About uh, this episode, or I mean, no, man, this was a this was a long one. It was a long one. There was a I lot of news stories packed in. We did. I think we did a good job getting through it, but hitting all the like good points. We didn't spend too much time at the beginning of the show. We're not spending too much time right now at the end. Efficiency is the uh, name of this episode, dude. Efficiency. We already got the name again. This oh, the actual name. Efficiency. We can literally call it efficiency. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, sure. Cool. Yeah. I mean. Makes my job easier. I'm always looking for some kind of clever title, so... We just came out with it for the second week in a row. Yeah, no, no, it's effortless, actually. No, it's effortless. It's easy for me me to find a title. Of course. Of course it is. Of course it is. You gotta make it look effortless. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. We gotta make it look effortless. This is getting long in the tooth. That's getting long under the tooth. And so I say to you, thank you for listening to the 24th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter. Signing off. Hey guys, it's me, Adrian Pitcher. I'm about to sign off, but not without saying something that I always say. And it's that Batman v Superman is a good movie. I'm just going straight to it. Efficiency, once again, I'm just going straight to it. Batman v Superman's a great movie. Have a good night. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care.
Take care. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. Take care.